Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome. On this Winter Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, the show starts, and now... Football! Yeah. It's got four, four weekends left. Shit. Football is the sport that we love, the sport that we dedicate a large portion of our lives to, the sport that has really kept this entire business going through these last five years. We have four more weekends to enjoy the hell out of the greatest athletes on earth, playing the greatest sport on earth right. for the greatest trophy in sports. Four weekends left before we see who will be crowned the next Super Bowl champion. Will the Cincinnati Bengals be able to get back to the Super Bowl and this time win in triumph and not have the best moment be when The Rock was cutting a promo before the game even kicked off? How about the Buffalo Bills? One year removed from an overtime situation that almost changed the entire game forever because Josh Allen wasn't able to get back on the field and answer Patrick Mahomes. Let's see if he can win another Super Bowl. They're being chatted about as a dynasty because of how good they have been. They've already won one. Will they be able to win another and another in cement three or four in a seven-year period? It could happen this year. The road to a dynasty could take place with the Kansas City Chiefs. And how about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Wow. On the AFC side, going into the year with the first pick overall, not for the first year in a row. No, no, two years in a row with the first pick overall. Now they're sitting in the divisional round, staring down Patrick Mahomes and the boys. Could Doug Peterson cement? his legacy is one of the greatest coaches of all time and have the Jags make it all the way to the Super Bowl to face a team out of the NFC that could be one of four. Could it be the New York football giants who have been in disarray and upside down since the Eli days when they were making magical plays against the New England Patriots? Remember, the owner of the Giants was on the record of stating that he was sick of hanging out with his billionaire friends, explaining why his team fucking stunk. He invested multiple times. They finally found something with Dayball and Wink. And Kafka, who's the offensive coordinator, has found something with Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley, who have earned themselves millions and millions of dollars going into their free agency period for the first time. How about the Dallas Cowboys, also members of the NFC East? We're talking about a team that has been hyped to be in this position for the last 20 years, but hasn't. There was videos and pictures of Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman celebrating because that was the last time they had accomplished what they just accomplished in Tampa Bay a few days ago. Can Dak Prescott, who was just a couple weeks ago being talked about as being a bust and maybe being replaced by a guy named Cooper fucking Cush, can he lead his team to the Super Bowl? They got a tough road, don't they? Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers, who have every single position that has a player that's at the top of the fucking game. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to that squad midway through the season. They get better. He becomes their prominent role on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. That's because he has a team around him that is fantastic. George Kittle, Debo. IU. And you go to the defensive side of the ball, and you got Nick Bosa, who's this big, handsome, strapping lad Mm -hmm. who talks exactly like his brother talks, but gets to a quarterback unlike anybody else in the fucking league. They got Trent Williams at offensive line. They got Fred Warner flying Mm -hmm. around. And then they got baby Palomalu at safety. But Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, their quarterback, has stepped into the men's league, into the adult league, out of Iowa State, 
straight into a fucking position in which people are saying he is the X factor for why the Niners are so good. The entire team is behind him. He's making all the right plays. And he has accuracy that he's had his entire life, so much so that he actually had to say, hey, Saban doesn't know ball because Saban said he didn't have accuracy coming out of high school. This guy can pull in a keyhole. And in Shanahan's offense, he's been able to do as such. Are they going to make a run and win a Super Bowl? And just a few years back, they were one deep ball away from not only having their franchise quarterback forever, but having a Super Bowl in the Shanahan era. And then the Philadelphia fucking Eagles. Mm -hmm. Here we go. A team filled with Dows, coached by an Italian Dow, seemingly unstoppable, have recreated football with the way they do the quarterback dive because their center is the greatest of all time at it. Jason Kelsey, obviously out of Cleveland, more athletic than you are. He's their center. He's their heartbeat. He's their soul. And they have an offensive line that's great. They sing well, too. Have a fucking album that they released over yep. Christmas. They have weapons on the outside. Traded for one on draft night that actually got a GM fired this year from Tennessee Titans because of how great he has fit in alongside a Heisman winner that is also a weapon. Defense has got... Dogs all over the field, and they continue to sign and bring in more people that are great at football. Their special teams are very, very, very solid, and their quarterback squats like fucking 900 pounds. Jeez. Their quarterback going into the season was questioned on whether or not he could be a guy. He's a fucking MVP all of a sudden. For sure. Philadelphia Eagles have been tough to beat. Well, they run all the way to Phoenix, Arizona, and hoist Lombo as the confetti falls. We shall see. Only four more weeks until we find out. We'll be here every step of the way. Then we're going to take a two-week vacation. <laughs> the Toxic Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Connor, I just ran through the entire situation basically for all the teams yep. and how we see them and how I see it. Who's a surprise, maybe, you think? What's a surprise? Who could potentially come and be the Cincinnati Bengals? Sure. The team that won on the road last year against Tennessee, then won on the road against Kansas City Chiefs, what? then go to the Super Bowl, and they're one Aaron Donald shove away from maybe winning that thing. Who could potentially go from four and five, or four and something, 12, one, 50, five, what, you get it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. To Super Bowl run to we're back. Who could potentially do that? Is it the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars? Uh, I would like to say it's the Jags. I just think it's too hard with Mahomes and all they have with the Chiefs. I don't know if this is the same situation, but I do feel as if the Dallas Cowboys, if Dak plays like he just played against the Bucks, On the road against Tom. On the road against Tom. On the road against the fucking Niners team. Possibly. It could be very similar to the Cincinnati situation. Exactly. When Dak's playing that well, they really are very, very hard to play against, especially when you're talking about Schultz, Gallup, C.D. Lamb. They add T.Y. Hilton. Like, we're a big... Zeke, Tony. Zeke, Tony. You need weapons, and they have all of them. Like they, they really can beat you in any way with the studs on defense because if you know the Cowboys get up and then you have Micah Parsons rushing the passer when the other team's got to just try and sling the rock to get back in the game. That's a pretty devastating combo. Diggs, obviously, on the outside, very opportunistic. Maybe a pick. He didn't really do much in the last game aside from shut down whoever the hell he was covering. So I feel like the Cowboys might be that team. But then again, we are talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And what do they do? They fuck it up every single year. And we love the Niners here and we think they are another team that not really like the Bengals because you know since what week 10 it's kind of been the story Start about out them. Rough, though. They did. Great early. Yeah. nobody could have seen the Niners like this in the dominating fashion that they have been almost number one seed would have yeah. been able to get it towards the late of the season I like the Cowboys a lot that NFC seems to be 
where maybe somebody could go and run. And it's because the AFC is just so top. I, I mean, yeah. we have four mm -hmm. teams left, so everybody's mm -hmm. fucking good. Mm -hmm. But the AFC for like the next 20 years, and I think this is a conversation we should have, young quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. All over. We're in a new chapter, Ty. And yesterday, after Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, are you in a new chapter? Ooh. Are you? Is everything, huh. is everything okay, Ty? Oh, no. I'm fine. Uh, great we, haircut. Hey, yeah, great haircut. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Long overdue. Um, my hair fucking stunk. And after I took my John Deere hat off yesterday, my head hurt so bad because it was just a mess. So I said, you know what? Need to get a haircut today. But that's neither here nor there. Had a baby JC. Had a baby JC. Thank you. JC, back porch barber. Had a baby. We were talking a little bit last night, texting. I still think Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers. I mean, this is kind of like. This isn't, you know, new hat. This is kind of what we've come to expect the last couple off seasons. Well, this is why everybody's pissed, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. But and again, this guy every year same thing. And I don't—that's why everybody's saying to me. Oh yeah, for sure. And saying to yeah, Aaron exactly. Yeah. And and I don't give a shit. And yeah, maybe uh, like I'm a little biased because we are closer to it because the Packers are my favorite team. He's the quarterback. Uh, I love him as a football player. He's one of my favorite athletes and. I've just so happened to have the opportunity through you and through this show to get to fucking talk to him every single week for the last Bro, three years. Bro, you put a performance on down in the Bahamas, made him feel comfortable, mm -hmm. and maybe agree to Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think but, you should feel like you but, are. Yeah, yeah, you should. I mean, and but but again, you know, like that's so so. Yeah, am, am I crazy? And do a lot of fans maybe come at you and come at me for for kind of backing him and say like. Because that, that is no bullshit when I told him yesterday. Like, would I like to see him be the Packers quarterback until he's, like, 42 and, and retires? Absolutely. And now everyone's saying, obviously, this morning, hey, fuck it, rip the Band-Aid off. We're sick and tired of this guy. Get rid of him. See what you have in Jordan Love. I would say they were probably more likely to do that if they would have made – they missed the playoffs. Like, and I'm, I'll speak for me as a fan. I'm not doing that again next year, okay? We're not doing that again next year. I'm not watching a fucking team go 8-9 and nine or 7-10 and 10 next year. And so, Ty, this is the problem with uh, some fan bases. Absolutely. And culture, we're currently experiencing it as well. Right. Uh -huh. You go from quarterback mm -hmm. that wears jeans and slings the ball around. Yeah. Long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great throw of the football. Who also Hall of Famer was an That's actor right. in a couple movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, inspired That's, generation. This is, this is this every this is a movie that's happening right now, mm -hmm. and it'll all everybody will learn it. I said I'm going to address it last Wednesday. Right? Can't can't just, can't at, at this almost, point we can't. Yeah, you can't. We will though. There'll be a time. There will. There's there will, will be a time. Know that no, we'll jot this one down. January eighteenth. January eighteenth. 2023, 1213 on that clock. 1213 on that clock as okay. well. Oh, weird. This will be a part of it. And whenever we run it, everybody will understand this is a part of it. Yep. <laughs> Clip it. It's hilarious. This is one of the most hysterical things that I've ever... As somebody that views life as a movie, this is one that is a hilarious situation just to find yourself in. Oh, yeah. Kind of one of those things where you never think it'll happen, but then you kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, a lot of people do watch the show, you know, and we're not just bullshitting and talking with each other. It may feel that way because we're on a small stage up here, but word does travel fast. It does. <laughs> yeah, and to be clear, not worried about nothing. No. no. Not worried about nothing, but... At the, it's, it would be dumb to talk about right now. Absolutely. Because we don't have the full story. Mm -hmm. Just know said promo that will be coming 
will be one it of It will have its day. Well, yeah. it will, yeah. Anyways, you guys go from two quarterbacks right. that have been the quarterback of the team for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of success. Yep. Not a lot of sucking. Okay, the Colts are kind of going through this right now with whole turnover and not making the playoffs two years in a row and sucking and everything like that. Yep. Not making the playoffs almost might be the reason why Aaron was believing that the Green Bay Packers might not want to, might now might be the time to kind of do it, kind of get it all in at one time. Because if Aaron was told, and Gutekun said we're not at that point yet, whenever he was asked if he would address Aaron and tell him that it was time to move on or whatever, and he said we're not at that point the other day, right? So yeah. On Monday or Correct. Yep. So did he mean we're not at that point yet? Like we got to go through film and figure out what our plans are and brainstorm and see what our future is because we've been in the season. Now it's time for us to kind of figure out what the future is. And is that what he told Aaron? Is that why Aaron has the feeling to say like, Hey, it's a two-way street because I think that has continued to be the same story. It's like, hey, them and, like, this is a two-way relationship. Aaron still has to figure out whether or not he wants to play. And the people that don't understand that, I don't think you fully comprehend what it's – just listen to what Steve Young, Tom Brady, basically any quarterback that's up there in the upper – Pantheon. Pantheon. Mm -hmm. Pantheon is a little tighter than Echelon. Uh, yeah, for sure. Pantheon is the, you know, the great of the greats. Okay, so let's talk about that. Just listen to all those Pantheon quarterback people speak about leaving the game and what the commitment is to the game. I mean, there's a full public divorce that just took place oh, yeah. that we all watched happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously Tom Brady is older, 45 years old, and Aaron's 39. So when you compare it to Tom, I guess, he is younger. He is younger than that guy. Right. He's real. There's a lot of life that has happened for a lot of people that he is just committed to football his entire being, basically. 39 is almost 40. His whole life has been being a football player. You know, there's some people that think, like, going to the next one. But it's a tough decision to make. It's not easy. So I think he has to make that. And then what if, by the time he makes that decision, which there is, has to be a timeline because they're going to have to build a team. Right. What if they, in that same time, they told him, we're going to do the same thing. They come back to chat, decide to move. Is he getting traded somewhere? Whoa. Is he coming to the Indianapolis Colts? That's what I heard him saying. Well, he didn't want to Definitely not. He yeah, doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Don! Cowboys, you look amazing. You. And joining us, a uh, nine-year NFL vet who I wanted to get in here earlier, but we just honestly... Now it's even better for you to kind of take in everything that has been said here. Uh, nine-year NFL vet, a man who played corner, nickel, and safety in the NFL. Hosted a man-to-man podcast, which you can hear every single... Monday and Thursday. Boom, live. Eastern. Boom, live. YouTube.com forward slash... The man-to-man pod. The man-to-man pod. Hashtag... M2... M2... or M2... M2... We try to uh, tweet questions to their feed every time, and we're always told that we're given the wrong hashtag, but then we'll see somebody else's question pop up there, and it'll have the same hashtag that we had, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're like, so is it... What's going on here? feels a little bit... Fuck. Anyways, we're big fans of the show because we're big fans of the man and AB, his co-host, uh, host of everything Not DB. Antonio Bryan. No. No, Antoine Bethea. Right. Okay. Right. That is a good Just making sure. Uh, Antoine Bethea. Mm-hmm. Darius J. Butler. Yeah, D-Bot! D-Bot, everything you just heard there, yep. and uh, we broke down a lot. Any big takeaways from it all? The Aaron shit is loud, and it's always going to oh, be loud. Yeah. This has been the Aaron experience, I think, for him his entire life, for us the last three years. I thought he was very transparent. Yep. I thought he was had no ill intent at all in that conversation. No. Like, where everything, everybody's saying everything about him. It's like coming, they're acting as if he was coming from a different place. Felt like he was, like, just kind of just laying yeah. it out. Hey, this yeah. is where I'm at right yeah. now. This is where he's hearing the team is at, too. 
But this is obviously all Aaron's fault. Yeah. In some <laughs> I, I feel like you guys asked some good questions too. Obviously, well, you, well. Uh, Ty, AJ <laughs> asked some good questions, and uh, I feel like he gave real answers, transparent answers. And um, you know, people say, "Oh, they're tired of talking about it" or this and that. But he is obviously one of the greatest play the game, and a lot of shows are still leading off their show, even though it's divisional. Um, you know, weekend uh, with the A-Rod stuff. And, you know, he's kind of earned that. And I can understand, too, from the Packers standpoint, like, all right, let's, like, I'm tired of this shit, too. But we'll take him down there in Miami. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Right. If you guys don't, I, I saw a lot of Packers bloggers, you know, saying, like, let's move on yeah, from Aaron Rodgers. Let's do that. It's like, okay, do it. I would love for you guys to do that. Uh, Their numbers wouldn't like it. What's that? If you're a Panth- uh, Packers writer, a blogger, whatever you do in the pa- Packers world, if you lose a great quarterback. Dude, ESPN stopped coming uh, to the Indianapolis Colts locker room whenever yeah. Andrew got hurt. Just yeah. the team didn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Not saying that's going to happen with the Packers because of how beloved the fan right. base is and everything like that. But let's say Jordan does take a couple years to develop, which could happen. Mm-hmm. Jordan might drop in and be a guy. Could very be. possible. I mean, there's very, very much could drop in there and be a guy. The Packers have a history of doing that. Now, this is an entirely new front office, scouting department, coaching, everything. Yeah. Same building, though, I guess. They've been able to have success in the turnover from quarterback to quarterback in the past. So we can assume that the building will be able to accomplish that. And I guess that's the equipment managers and the athletic trainers yeah. and stuff like that. And Because there's no owner and the new acting owner is different from whenever all that, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's a whole new – this is an entirely new operation. For sure. But Jordan Love might be a guy – he might not be, though. Exactly. And if he's not being the Packers – I know you're the Packers, and the Packers are always going to have a lot of – drop out of conversation for a while, too. Just in – The national, as far you're as You're talking the about business-wise. Yeah, business-wise. Obviously, locally, and Packers, huge fan base. You know, obviously, great tradition. So they'll be all right. But as far as outside of that – the other stuff that comes with having, and that's everybody, and that's players too. When you lose a great quarterback or a great quarterback in your team, gets prime time games gone. Yeah, all that shit is just done. It's real. It gets real regular, real. Yeah, you know, does. one o'clock kickoff time out of that. Sorry, Connor, you're kind of experiencing that now. And oh, franchises, yeah, this is life now. You yeah, only get, you only get fucking uh, yeah. two, maybe three great quarterbacks in your franchise if you go and look at all the franchises. So, um, yo, I think you'll end up. I'm right there, which I think he'll end up going back there. But if he doesn't, there's a lot of teams that would quickly Miami parades. There'd be places that would have parades. Aaron, welcome to the show, Mm -hmm. baby. And Aaron said before the last season that he wanted to finish his career in Green Bay. And I assume at the time Green Bay was telling him that they want him to finish his career there too. After this year, is that a different conversation that's taking place between Aaron and the Packers organization? I. It sounds like it if you listen to what Aaron's saying. Unless Aaron is just like they're not saying that to him, and he's just making stuff up, which I don't know why he would do that. He's made, he, made it clear he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Though. Well, and I think a, a big part that I took away at least was those. The, I mean, he singled out and mentioned certain guys by name who who their futures may kind of be in limbo with the Packers, and it's like, hey, I I want my guys that I love back next year. Okay, so. What what whatever else we need to do with the roster, like I want these guys who I'm very close close with and comfortable with, like I want them back next year. And if they're not, then we might have to have a discussion about what what's next. Joining us now is a man who is a former quarterback, obviously, just an absolute legend of a Centerville Elk, That's right. dog over there in Ohio. Mm-hmm. 
He's been a face of college football, I don't know, 27 years. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that, though. This fucking guy has no clue that that has happened, obviously, with the way he acts and everything like that. This dude is a bona fide football rock star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He dabbled in the NFL this past season with the fine folks of Amazon, so now he's in our world a little bit more. So I can't wait to get his thoughts on this and more. Fresh out of the sun, I heard. The incredibly handsome. Kirk Herbstreit. Sir, how are you? How we doing? How we doing, guys? You re-energized, huh? Got the motor started back up? We feeling good? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Watched a little NFL football at like 8 in the morning, which was which was different. And um, fired up for this weekend, man. There's some great games. Sunday's going to be epic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sunday night, obviously, getting a chance to watch Trent Williams battle with Micah mm-hmm. and then watch uh, Cuz uh, for the... Tyron Smith. Tyron yeah. Smith yep. battle with uh, Bosa. That is going to be a blast. You're going to talk about absolute lightning potentially happening on every single snap if you like watching one-on-ones. And the Bengals, Bills, you become pseudo-Bengals guy, right? Because you've been going to their... Uh, you have season tickets, I think, with them because you live in Cincinnati, although... The priest from Moeller, uh, Father McCullough from Moeller Academy, thought that you just, you know, rented a fake apartment in Cincinnati so, <laughs> so Chase could go to school in Cincinnati, Ohio, out of Nashville. You picked up and moved there. You have full season tickets. Are you a Bengals guy now? You feel like you're a little bit of a Bengals guy, Ruth? I, I, I don't have season tickets. There's a guy here locally who invites me to his suite. Oh, okay. Buys. Even smarter than season I, tickets. Got it. I have season yeah, tickets. A lot I, of money. I, when I'm in town and available, I, I love to go over. I, I'll tell you, because I, I lived in Nashville for 11 years, and I, I, I'd go over to the, uh, the Titans games before Braves got there. I can't remember who the head coaches were. Malarkey yeah, or something? Like, yeah. Uh, Wizenhunt, yep. and uh, the, I moved to Nashville, and I thought it was a football city and, and state, and I learned it was a hockey city. That's because the hockey, it. the Predators were doing good. Yeah. I mean, the Preds were on fire, and if you needed a good nap, you'd go over to the Titans game on Sunday. <laughs> it was just a, just a snooze fest. I was there for now, a Braves, Braves, Braves has changed that around, made it made it a little better, but they just need a new stadium, which sounds like it's in the works, because that, that stadium's got to be the worst in the league. And then you... Uh, you Washington, 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 Washington and Tennessee, I think. Oh, Washington, you would put up there, too. Poop pipes bursting on fans in the middle of games. Ripping seat backs. Yeah, the, the gate falling, almost taking Jalen Hurts' head off. I mean, you're talking... It's Problem. bad. Tennessee also bad too. There's a big crack that goes right down like the middle of it. It was being displayed. You're right. Change the atmosphere they, there, maybe. And they huh? got the yellow grass figured out down there too. It, it, it goes dormant like in September. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's it's dreadful. But it looks like they're getting it potentially heading in a, in a different direction. But Braves got at least some energy going. Juice. But man, Cincinnati. I think it used to be lifeless as well. And then Joe Burrow. And Jamar Chase and that whole energy of what that that offense is about, that place has now become an electric atmosphere. I mean, that's a tough place to play now. And you know, from going there, probably you, all you guys that, that played, that, that that that's never really been known as a hostile environment, has it? Over the years, I don't know. So whenever like um, when AJ was playing and Pack was on the Bengals and they were playing the Steelers, remember that playoff game? Yeah. Or to get into the playoff. 
It was there was a couple years there when Dalton was winning was like eleven class. games. Yep. Where since it, you could tell that Bengals Who Day fans were very real, right? Because they were there all the yeah. time, and we played them in preseason every single year. So like, mm-hmm. saw it. They were filled up. But you're talking about an entire city just being bought in. It feels like because that's oh, what, it, it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it, it, watching it those games, all... it's like a college atmosphere almost. It looks like yeah. with this Bengals yeah. team. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think they were like that even before they made the run to the Super Bowl last year. I just think there's something that's contagious about Joe Burrow yeah. and, and his energy and the confidence that he played with when he was in college back in 2019 at LSU when they won it all. And then it just continued, you know, when he became a rookie, he had the injury that he had to deal with. But just there was never anything about you just believe in him. And you guys know what it's like when when a team believes in a quarterback and a town feeds off of that. There's just a belief that you can find a way to, to win every game you play. And, you know, that'll be that'll really be put to the test on the road this weekend against Buffalo. But, yeah, yeah, being here in Cincinnati, um, you can definitely count me in. I grew up as a Bengal. I grew up in southwest Ohio. You said a Centerville Elk. So I, I, oh, yeah. I was always kind of a Bengals fan even as a kid. But they just they sucked for so long. You know, it's hard to really, like, be, be out – out there, it's kind of like being a Lions fan. Which one of your guys is a Lions Foxy. fan? Foxy. Oh, yeah. Foxy. I mean, it's like, Foxy, you're a proud Lions fan, but you're not, like, beating on your chest nope. about the Lions very often. But this, year, on. this, year, this year, this year, they're starting to come along a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Spot but on, Kirk. the previous, since Barry Sanders played there, you haven't had a whole lot to, to talk about. Oh, so. well, Calvin. <laughs> and then they stole his money. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. The only thing to talk about him was just negative stuff. And But I am pumped. And MCDC was on Monday Night Football. And now we're hearing news that some players on the Lions are like, we'll take pay cuts to stay here. Yeah. Want to build something special. So wow. that is uh, obviously on the horizon of all the bad programs. There is a chance. And I think the Bengals were one of the teams that thinks that gave everybody a thought that they can make it because bad year – then when Joe Burrow gets hurt, he comes back. They go to the fucking Super Bowl, Kirk, just out of nowhere. Right. Now every team that's bad is like, you know what? The Bengals were able to do it. The Bengals were able to do it because, he, to your point, Joe Burrow, he is yeah. phenomenal. Now, let's talk about another guy because you just talked about team and buying in and everything like that. Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron, you obviously – you tell me you watch this show and you bring up a lot of things from this show, so we appreciate you watching this show I assume you watch Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays with Aaron over the last three years and have learned yeah. things about Aaron. It's a fascinating situation, isn't it? Because before Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, he was hated by everybody, right? Pretty much – not everybody. There's people that loved Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But a majority yeah. of the conversation about Aaron Rodgers was never about how good of a football player he was. It was always about him as a human. Hey, this guy – Mystery. Kind of, kind of a mystery. Yes. Not, not hated, enigma. Just... Enigma. Yeah. But also yeah. a lot of negative stuff about him. His personal life, his relationships, yeah. how – like everything about him was always like kind of this guy's a selfish, everything like that because he never talked. Just never talked about it. Just stayed away from it. Yep. So now that we've done these three years with him, I feel like we've learned a lot about him. This dude is like a hippie. He's just a deep-thinking guy. I'm going to kill him with – Indifference. Indifference. I'm not going to answer every single story. But it feels like any time a situation pops up with him, everybody goes back to the original thoughts they had about him as opposed to what he has showcased for three years straight now, sitting here for 45 minutes to an hour every single Tuesday, bearing his soul pretty much to who he is. Anytime something pops up, it's it's almost like everybody just goes back three years like, this is that selfish prima donna prick who doesn't care about it. It's like, why does that happen, you think? Uh, to Kirk Herb, or, or, to Aaron Rodgers, Kirk. What do you think that is? And and, and me, but but I, especially to, to Aaron. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly I think it's sorry about that. When you're the best, whether you're a coach or you're a player, 
and you do it not for one year, but you do it for an entire career, you're going to create a lot of enemies. And when you throw in a little bit of a wild card with his personality until he had the platform with you, I think in the social media world that we live in, uh, he be, you become a target when you're when there's excellence. And that's who Aaron Rodgers to me is. I mean, he's the greatest to ever play the position. And when you're the greatest and you don't fit into the box of how you're supposed to be, then I think people look for ways to kind of kind of take shots at you in, in any way that they can. It's hard to on the field because he's been so so good for so long. So it just seems like that's where they a lot of the critics try to spend their energy. But to your point now about these Tuesdays, I think me included, I really enjoy just getting to know him as a guy. You know, I, I think a lot of us look forward to What's been really cool is you're thinking, oh, he probably won't do this Tuesday. There he is. You know, it's, it's easy to be there after the MVP seasons. But, man, he was taking body blows this year, and things were not good. Dude would be there every Tuesday talking to you guys about what just happened and clarifying maybe some things that happened on a certain third down or, man, the game was on the line. It didn't work out. What happened? And I've really enjoyed just hearing him talk and and now here we are once again is he going to be back in green bay is he not are they going to kind of come to some kind of understanding where they're all on the same page and they can move together and hopefully they will as a fan of just a game you know just watching him in that uniform i hope he gets everything he needs and the packers are able to work things out and you're old school too you're old school too so like watching him like retire a Packer would be fucking really Amazing. that's old school I, I, he's I old school that. player too hey he's got the cotton yeah. you know what I mean yep. he's old school yeah. type guy it feels like that would be his dream I, I, I'm just one of those guys I, I hated seeing I hate seeing these guys you know I mean think about some of the players over the years they, they put on a uniform for a year or two and, and you, you almost forget about it um, you know Brady's case he went on to win a Super Bowl and, and maybe Aaron could go do that somewhere else. But I, I just – I'm not a Packers fan, but I do love seeing Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform trying to get them to win a, a division and, and try to win a Super Bowl. It's just something great about that. So hopefully they work it out. Yeah, but you would also love to see him in a Colts uniform. I mean, oh, oh my God, in, in that blue jersey. Oh, my. Are you trying to sell that? Are you, are you working that in? Well, hard? the boys are working against me. The boys were working against me wow. yesterday because he said, I'm not going to be a part of a rebuild. And he said, there's some teams that will probably say, like, hey, we're going to rebuild. They're probably high up in the draft. He's like, the Texans probably say that. And then everybody, Colts, Colts. I'm like, no, no. So as he's giving this really important answer, I'm trying to explain to him, the Colts are not, we are not in a rebuild. We are, because he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. That was a big deal. He's like. What, where, where, what are you right now? Yeah. You're not a rebuild. What, what, are, what are the Colts? You know, we're not in the playoffs, so we're not going to talk about it. Darius Butler has a question. We're in trouble is what we're in. Can you hear me? We're in trouble. That is what we are in. Who's, Who's the quarterback? Now? Aaron Rodgers. Put it on. Put it, there it is. It's right there. Or Packers No, no, no. That was for. Uh, that's for the troops. That's a uh, yeah. Army that's an army army ranger yeah. hat. <laughs> green berets. Green beret. Yeah. That's a green beret. Okay. Thank okay. you for acknowledging them, and that's what he'll do as an Indianapolis Colt. Yeah, and that's uh, thank you so thank much. You. Aaron. Get the suite ready. Absolutely. Hey, Aaron. You can any any tickets you need Get from our suite. You got it, dude. That's amazing. So anyways, yeah, I'd love to see him as a Packer, obviously, because it would be cool. As a Colt, 
great for the league. Where, I mean, where's, where's Brady going to go next year? So what, I, what's the consensus? What do you group? think? What do you think? You have different insights than we do. Even though you're very new to the NFL, you've had the opportunity to get to know a lot of people that have a little different insight than we have. We come from like player's side. You have a chance now to meet those. What are you hearing from your conversations that you're, you're kind of a part I, of? I don't now? think even, I don't even think Tom Brady knows right now, yeah. but, but it's fun to try to envision him fitting in at, at different places. Um, Raiders. You know, Las Vegas. Las Vegas makes a lot of sense for obvious reasons. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I it, it, does Same he. Brand. Tampa, though, the old buddy came on yesterday from Pewter Report, yep. mm-hmm. and he laid out about how, if you think about it, whenever he needed 11 days off in training camp, the Bucks were like, you're good. Whenever he wanted to go to Kraft's uh, wedding and then miss a walkthrough, Light and the Bucks were like, you're good. He wanted to sign some people. Light was like, we got it. So they were laying out that maybe Tom will acknowledge that the Bucks were very, very fucking accommodating. Accommodating. Yeah. Hos- mm-hmm. Hospitable, hospitable to him. And maybe that'll weigh in there with the payment. And then if they have a new coaching staff that potentially takes place, not Todd Bowles, but maybe Todd brings in his own or a different group. Of I people. just can't see that. I can't see that. I think Tampa's like back at square one, like all, starting all over. They own forty mil, I think, right? Isn't it yeah, forty million dollar dead cap? Thirty five in March fifteenth, I believe. Is what that's a lot of money in dead cap. Just, I guess you could just start over and say fuck it for a year, but that's a lot of money in dead cap. Everybody, I mean, just watching them, not just in the, in, in, you know, against the Cowboys, but just in general this year, didn't yeah. it just yeah. feel like yeah. just yeah. something's missing there, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel. It doesn't feel like oh. Get a couple guys, make a few moves. It just feels like let, let's start over. That's what it feels like to me. Bruce Arians has to go to bed at night and go, oh, has Steelers won a fucking Super Bowl since I left? <laughs> nope. By, by the way, by the way, the Sam Fran thought, I, see, I'm a, I'm a massive Kyle Shanahan system and the way his approach and the way they build it with John Lynch. I'm a 49ers guy and not a fan just of what they do. You guys are laughing about Brock Purdy. But what if that dude? Who? Kirk. That Who's dude? laughing about Brock Purdy? What do you mean? Who are you Kirk. talking to? Yeah. Everybody. Everybody looks at like. No, nah, not Purdy. this studio Kirk. here. You, you saw. You what? saw more of him than we did, Kirk. What's your What's your thoughts on him? Any chance he falls off that cliff, Darius. or did you like him coming out? Well, Darius, here's what's cool about him, and I think he could change the game for for how people evaluate quarterbacks. Because I, I I think I've talked with you guys about this. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers and Brady, and before that. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Big Ben. You know, it's the end of that era. And, of course, we have the uh, Josh Allens and, and uh, you know, Justin Herberts and, and, yeah, Burrow and these, these, this next Just wave. But I feel like Pat, play Pat. callers, I think offensive coordinators right now, some of them are getting let go. I think they're still trying to run their old system that they learned, like the digit system from Norv Turner or the West Coast offense. And they're trying to fit it into guys like a Justin Fields or these guys that are more dual threat. Now, the smart play callers, I think, are adjusting what we've seen with Andy Reid, what we've seen with Jalen Hurts, the guys that are finding ways to take these college quarterbacks that don't run NFL systems and trying to get them to to adjust to what they do well. So and with that being said, I feel like Kyle Shanahan has a quarterback-friendly offense. You don't have to come in and be Pat Mahomes. Just distribute the ball. And here's a guy that started four years in college. You could say, what does college have to do with the NFL? I think it has to do with reps. That position more than any other position, the more reps you get, the more the game slows down. And then you put him into that system where they're going to run the football, 
get the ball out of his hands quick. He's very cerebral. He sees things. If you notice, if you really evaluate him, very rarely is he holding on to the football. Mm -hmm. So you combine his intelligence and his experience with Kyle Shanahan's system, the defense that they play. You know, a punt's a good play with the 49ers. And this guy doesn't make mistakes. I would not be shocked to see them not only beat Dallas, but I think they can go to Philly and beat Philly. Oh, um, I, I yeah, I think I think they're the team to beat, in my opinion, in the NFC. You did say that immediately after the Niner Seattle game. I was in the booth. You know, we hit that. Yeah, we hit that super booth. Oh uh, yeah, from the booth. I mean, that was, that was a big deal. Thank you for the invite. I went casual that night, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did go casual. I remember that you did. Yeah, you went. You want a little something different, you know? From the start. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a winter, winter casual look. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You look really yeah. uh, distinguished, Thanks I think. Thanks to you carrying that, that, big, that big bag upstairs. We got casual on them that night. Is that your call? <laughs> I am happy that you had that many clothes with you. Mm-hmm. Seemingly Smart. four closets worth of clothes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am happy you had that. Hey. What a life you, you have lived. But anyways. You might need. Yeah, bingo. You never know what you might need. Hey, bingo. Literally, 15 minutes before the game. Just out of nowhere, need it. Bingo. That's crazy to me. We'll move on. You said immediately after that game, you said immediately after, you said a lot of people like the Eagles or whatever. He said, I like the Eagles as well. He said, how do you beat that team? That's what you said. You literally pointed at the Niners team as they were celebrating. We're in the booth and the Niners were celebrating. I think George Kittle was getting interviewed. There was something else going on. He goes, how do you beat that team? And I'm like, that's a great fucking question. And every time we pick games, whenever you're like, I'm betting or whatever, putting together a parlay, it's like always a thought. Like, how do you move any? How do you move against that defense? Like, how how do you they if they want to? You know, like, and I think they fuck around a little bit in D, but you might know more. It seems like there is a an ability to get yards on them. Yeah. What makes them so good though? Just whenever they need to lock it down. Is that you need to get off? No. Never. What was that? Just get a little push up in. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Stand up. Tighten the spray tan up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Any of that? No. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, I didn't know, I didn't know. So, Darius, though, why, why can they – people can get yards on them, I feel like. Yeah. But they're still, they still visibly are just, like, the best defense I've seen in, like, I forever. Mean, they're, they're physical, they're fast as shit, they tackle great, and, and you know, they play a lot of zone. Um, and, obviously, when you play zone, you're going to have opportunities to hit big plays, and you got to hit them. And, and if you miss them, you miss them. You only may get three, maybe four opportunities to get chunks on them. Uh, so you got to take advantage of those. And then the offense, you know, they eat up clock. They stay ahead of the chains. They're efficient. So that gives that defense a chance to rest, make adjustments, and get back on the field. And that's the best thing for a defense. So it's a really a perfect storm, honestly. Okay, Kirk. Yeah, hell yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm just saying I think it's the best built roster in the NFL with, the way, with, with not just drafting players, but drafting players to fit your system. On both sides of the Debo. Football. How about Debo, dude? And Christian. I, I know, man. And they add I mean, Christian McCaffrey. But Debo is like, he was hurt for a while. So I think people forgot because Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Are you? Are you yeah. had a hell of a year this year. He's from yeah. training camp. Yeah. Remember, he was making yeah. plays in training mm-hmm. camp. They talked about it. This team is just, yeah. and they get better. Use check there. And, and, just and full and back. Darius you, Darius, you love this. Like corners that are willing to tackle and receivers that are willing to block. Tells you a lot about a personality yep. of a football team, and I feel like they're that team. They're they no ego. You bring up Ayuk, he could go somewhere else and and be like an AJ Brown type of guy. Like he has really ridiculous skill set, yeah. and here he is buying into Kyle Shanahan's system and blocking. And 
Um, I don't know. There's just a lot to like on on the, that team, the, the the wiring of that team, the scheme, all of it, and that defensive line. I mean, we we could talk all we want about the scheme, but the the, the depth that they have on that defensive line, led by Bosa, you know, they rotate guys in and out. Did you see what he's out. eating? Did you see what Bosa's eating? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's like you. He's like you. No carbs. Yeah, like me. Yeah. No, he's doing it with, like, science. He, he's got a chef out there. He's got a full-time yeah. chef. 40% carbs, mm-hmm. 40% protein, 20%, I think, like, vegetables. Greens. Or, or green. yeah. I forget what it was. And that's every meal. He's eating just, like, raw salmon, raw fish, and then he's got some keto. Yeah, but when you say carbs, what do you mean by carbs? Like like sweet potato, brown rice, yeah, or, like, what, what? No, like, anything that tastes good is mostly carbs. Cheating, yeah. I do the cheating way. He does the real way. That's against the rules to me, a defensive lineman that leads the league in sacks to look like that. So he's so proportionally put together, you think he's, like, short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I, w- I go to that game against Seattle, and I'm in the – I, I think I texted it to the group. <laughs> I said, this dude's a fucking jungle cat, bro. Mm-hmm. He, he's – because he's spread out in that sprinter stance. He said his – Oh, my God. He said his trainer said, like, probably faster if you put your arm back. And so he tried it and oh. hanging it there. It has really worked, yeah. So it, it, they, they showed video from his rookie year when he was in the Super Bowl. And they were talking about him being like uh, just Patrick Mahomes is like right out of reach, like right mm-hmm. out of reach. And then they showed like some sports science shit. And they're like, he's half a second faster to the quarterback now. If he was like this whenever he was a rookie, he would have had this many. Like they broke it all down. And it's like he is fully committed to being the biggest game wrecker in sports. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about the Eagles then. Just, just, just another Buckeye giving his all. He's just out oh, that's what it is. Okay. I should have. Oh, H. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! This can't. You guys are gonna have bad. This I don't want it to happen to you. You remember AJ stopped giving me the IOs? Yep. That's right. What was it after like day three or something like mm-hmm. that? Because obviously, crazy. first couple of days had to. Oh, I got them all out of my system, and we did a show live in Columbus, Ohio. In the amount oh. of OHs that are screaming. How many did you get? Yeah, like, I mean, it's just nonstop. You almost can't do a show there. Like, almost, almost <laughs> yeah, can't do a show there because they, they want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And they're very intoxicated, which we're cool with because some of us are as well. But we're just trying to have a good time. It's tough to do a talk show, though, whenever just some, ah, okay. <laughs> okay, and then just kind of get into it. And no, they don't even get IOs, though. Everybody goes like, shut up, but that guy's a hero for mm-hmm. even saying the OH. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you live so, with it. So what do you do on the third and fourth? And f- like, do you just keep going back on the IO? Or do you no, I forget how I handled it. I think I judged the guy's voice because I couldn't see him. I did a full breakdown of what he does for a living. I think I did one yeah. of those. And I was like, and everybody else, we can get all these out of our system later, or we can just get roasted all night out here. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be the. So you kind of. Well, just, it's not going to stop. It, it, it did. I think it, it, I think it, it did. did. I think it did. I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you. How, give me your. How did you make that stop? No, just next time we do a show there, you'll come with us. We'll, uh, well, we'll hopefully be able to manage it in a similar fashion. You know what I mean? We got to do a show in Detroit this offseason, too. Yep. I think we're going to do live shows this offseason. So let's go. So we're going to have to have you there. That yep. seems, seems natural to me. Right, What's your latest announcement besides Bud Light? I saw. Congratulations. I see the can. Right. Hey, be a bud, tell a bud, grab some bud, live, right? I know you're a Coors Light guy, though. You know really? Right? I've reaped the benefit of him being a Coors Light guy because there's been a couple different situations <laughs> where there is only Coors Light at the place. So I have to. And it's not bad. 
It's not fucking Bud Light. <laughs> right. no, it's right. not. No, uh, I appreciate you, though, man. The big announcement is... So uh, you got, are you guys going to do... Are the fellas coming out to game day next year every week, or what are we doing with that? That was a fun segment. Connor, go ahead, pal. Would, is that something you would even think about uh, considering? I mean, they would have to talk to your, uh, Agent, your lead counselor. Sure, sure, my PR people, yeah, I absolutely would. Uh, uh, but after what happened at the national championship, I'm not so sure. You know, that's the team environment I want to be a part of just because, you know, Kirk would invite us places, then he'd leave, then we'd show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then no one would be there. So oh, we'd be yeah. kind of just, you know, sitting, playing with our thumbs while we're waiting in the lobby <laughs> to go meet Kirk and then come to find out, oh, Kirk's not here. So we just drove. <laughs> A half hour just to you know valet the car for twenty bucks and then drive a half hour back. So, so I don't know. You guys, we you came back full party. Didn't even know, you didn't even know I was there. You what you told you me? Know. Us, Kirk and then we're at the pool. I said we're coming to see you, and then we literally, you know, L.A. is L.A. So getting anywhere yeah. is that, a thing. That. So we it was like a good thirty five minutes. Probably later we get there. But, boy, we were fucking bummed. Oh, yeah, we bullshit. You were, we are near a leaving. We were so excited to come have a beer with you. Do you know how pumped we were to come have the a... The one night, the one night I, I had nothing to do was the, the one night when you were, you were texting me. And you were saying, come on, come in, you're coming out. That was the one time that I shut it down. I didn't come out and meet you guys. Oh, okay. So you just dunked so, in our face. There was yeah, nothing else times. going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing else going on. That was the old... No, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't that's right. Sleep. No, I, I was very I tired. Hey, you made the right decision. Yeah, you did. You made the right. You made the right decision. Hey, but you guys had the nice. You had a nice hotel over there. No, I I ended up back in the hotel. No way. Yes. See, that's what I'm talking wow. about. See, you missed us. You, you missed the. Know. You missed the whole thing. Yep. Team player, huh? Yeah, we're drinking beers with Marty Smith well, down yeah. there. That's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger was sitting near the boys. Yeah, yeah. With we, the had coffee, we had coffee with Saban the morning of the national championship. Yep. yep. Uh, who would have thought, though? All Kirk right. Street busy on national uh, championship weekend. Okay. What did you do? You have a bunch of events. I assume that is kind of your thing there. Wrap up the year, bunch of people. Yeah, I had, a, I had a few different things I had to do, but it was ma- mostly just coaches' uh, meetings. And in L.A., it's oh yeah, you call the game. You know, you... Well, and he sleeps in the Rose Bowl uh, booth. Yeah. Oh, is that your hotel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are beautiful. <laughs> you're just kicking me. You're kicking me around here for the first hour. You know, yeah. No, you don't deserve that. We're complimenting you, bro. Yeah. We were very bummed we didn't see you though. But it makes sense. I was so tired on National Championship Day. You know, whenever yeah. whenever we finally got to the game, I thought to myself, yeah, shouldn't have went and saw Mike Posner. You know what I mean? <laughs> For many Sh- reasons. Shouldn't have went and yeah. saw Mike Posner. Like, I, I had those regrets. I felt like I was a young guy again. I'm like, I know this. I'm- How about you next to Saban? That was a blast. Hey, he's he didn't know who I was. Great guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. said at first commercial break, he goes, uh, where'd you go to school? He asked me. And I said, West Virginia. He goes, you know why? I'm like, yeah, I fucking know you're from there. Yes. <laughs> I know you're from there. And I think it was from that moment, I think we had a moment. So You guys became boys. As the show went on, you guys got tighter and tighter, I feel like. I think so. I don't know if he was – there was a couple moments where I didn't know if he was focusing or thinking and I interrupted it or if he was, like, done with my shit, you know. So it was, uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a balance during some of the commercial breaks. But every time he was wide open – he was – I enjoyed the hell out of Nick Saban. I'm a massive so fan, what, though, the, so he knows that, I think. So what did you guys talk about in the second half of that game when it was over after a couple series? I made a couple sexual innuendos. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, I, I don't yeah. ever do that either. I, I made a couple sexual innuendos because... I, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. talked about the rain for a little bit. I was a little tired. Yeah. It was like 12 hours we were alive for that day. The uh-huh. um, 
Raining. Yeah, raining inside was certainly a massive yeah. part of a dome. I, I could see that, just like sheets coming down. What did you talk about up there? You guys had to cover the game still? I- oh, boy. <sighs> wow. Because <laughs> 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 we had access to everything. Yeah. We had the guy with the mustache. Yeah, we were just jacking around. Marty Smith. We should have definitely plugged into you guys <laughs> and just let oh. you carry it for the second half. No, no, we should have done a chat, though. We should have. Yeah, he didn't want. We to should have done what we're doing right now for the whole second half. Honestly, whole second half. We had stuff to do. We we uh, yeah, that mustache guy. Yeah, the, mustache guy. Did you rush. see the mustache? The mustache guy. What was that? Oh my god! This dude walks. AJ is making an incredible point. Like he is literally talking, breaking something down. Right. Uh, what's that called? Type of vision. Peripheral. Peripheral. Right. Peripheral. I see a face <laughs> with a lip decoration that was seemed fake like i thought somebody was wearing a um like one of those fake fucking yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh this person broke onto the field is what i was thinking walked by because i'll go to completely distracted holy shit then turn around then an agent realizes i think his perif gets the same he thing it, yep. he goes oh my god we thank him for being a firefighter and for his service literally just on the spot because of how good it looked we had that to carry for like two three minutes that was wild oh, could you imagine easy. not having that oh, oh my god you yeah. could have been me that's what i'm saying <laughs> you didn't have that. yeah you guys yeah. are in trouble he was prepared though because he called colts broncos this year so yeah, it's not sure. as if that was the worst game that he had to call yeah but colts Broncos. that's a fair point that's a fair point was that was close. the worst game i've ever yeah and like if worst. a score happens it changes yeah how about how about getting excited to call the NFL and looking at your schedule before the season starts and you're like putting little stars on oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. what? No, I mean, are you kidding me? Rams Cardinals going out to Den- Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson? I mean, put that one down. Yes, that would be a good one. <laughs> and then you get there and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> we can't get a first down. We can't get somebody just move the sticks. Oh my move god. The sticks. You did great though. Good. I wanna let you know you did great. Yep. Energy was great mm-hmm. all year. Seemingly enjoyed all of it, mm-hmm. which I think I you, did. I know. I think I you did. do, though. I think you do because you understand. And I said this earlier about you being the face of college football for 27 years and not knowing that because that's how you act. Like you are very much a very pumped to be here person. Still doesn't re- realize how big of a fucking celebrity you are. So I do know that you enjoyed it and everything like that. But your energy while going through those games, we thought was fantastic. When yeah. you could have certainly dropped off and nobody would have blamed you for it i think you had a great year dude welcome to the league hey yeah thank welcome you. to the great league debut, Kirk. thank you the men's league yeah, the yeah men's I, league. I, I uh i kept thinking about that after i was trying to get first downs on thursday night this is the men's league oh this yeah is, this is the men's league <laughs> hey, this, this is this is where they go this is where first downs go to a, a, a black hole this and now it. we should say that immediately upon your arrival to the nfl Worst offense in half a decade. Yeah, interesting. So, is that Easy. you? What are we? Are you thinking about that I, at all? Well, we're gonna find out because I, I I signed a five year contract. Yeah. Let's go, baby! All right, enjoy yourself. We can't thank you enough for joining us. That's amazing. You deserve it, by yeah. the way. Hey, Kirk, you deserve it. Thank you for being so good to me and everybody this season. Yeah. We really appreciate it, dude. Thank you guys, and we'll look forward to. Um, we're gonna get Connor with his with his. He's, this is a guy with a t-shirt, t-shirt with a wolf on it. That's that's what he's bringing to the table. That segment was outstanding, and we got to get that. Remember, I had a mission to get you. 
Yeah. On game day? Yeah, you did. You were, you were Mission accomplished. Now we got to get the fellas on the road, your go. show live on the road on Fridays. Tomorrow. Are you kidding me? We could do a night That's show. How- we could, so we brainstormed this already. We don't have enough people that work for us to figure it out, especially during the season. But the night before the games on the campuses, we could easily Huge. get a theater and stream a show from there. Mm-hmm. And then we could maybe, I mean, if – if my relationships continue to build with some of these college football people, we can maybe have them come be a guest on show. Oh, they would, yeah. lo- they would love that. From okay. theater. And then alumni, too. Then you stream that. Huh. Then that's our show for Friday. You know, like that is – I put that uh, together. I think that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Well, I think, I think that's got to happen. I think that would it's be a, lot of work. a monster. That would together. be a monster. All right, Kirk, you get your people on that. Mm-hmm. We, need to, yeah. we need to rent out all those theaters. No. Okay, we need to rent out. We need to figure out the ticketing. Well, the SeatGeek will be able to be wow. a part of that. Mm-hmm. But what is it going to be? Wow. Is it going to be five bucks? Is it going to go a donation? Right. How do we go about doing that whole thing? bucks. $1,000, $2,000, $25,000 tickets. So it's just us in an empty theater every yep. single week. We tried to sell tickets. Yeah, no one. No, we won't. Sorry about Whatever. it. Just us. That's a shame. Uh, then we need guests. You need to book. We need to book the guests. Yep. And uh, also, you would have to be there. Yeah, yep. of course. I'm in. I'm in. I'd love okay, it. Okay, that's one. Boom. Boom. Check it out. Check we it got off. a five-leg parlay we got to hit Don't here. Don't go to yeah. high school football games Friday nights, okay? You're with us. Oh, shit. Can't do it. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, man. oh after, after football season. Good run. High school ends early. Didn't it? Depends on how far they run in the playoffs. Hey, they're going to be running farther, yeah. too, next year. I already know about them boys, the Bombers. They're going to go. That team's got a lot of young boys. They, they got a young squad this year. Oh, yeah. They're becoming, they're becoming young men right in front of our eyes. That's right. Love it. Can't wait to watch the Bombers and the Bomb Squad and you on the NFL for the next four years. Here we Let's go. go. Oh, Let's yeah. go, dude. You're going to look younger then than you do now somehow. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Herbstreit. Right. Hey. This live from Manatee, Ohio is a man who's college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion. Yes. That's college football, professional football, and golf. Whoa. Wow. This man beat the world as a representative of the United States in the Ryder Cup and became a champion. Yeah. He is also a COVID survivor, father of 10, A.J. Hall. Yeah. A.J., how you doing, pal? Doing great. Diggs does look good. So, yeah, I second that. Okay. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, so we all voted. Thank you. Tony, get this guy a medal. Jeez, Tony. <laughs> We need Billy Picks out here and make sure he gets a good shot yeah, of you. Yeah, absolutely. You've seen that. <laughs> Billy Picks has been taking photos around the office. It's fantastic. Very nice. He sent some to uh, to me after we were out in L.A. He's like, oh, you know, I figure I'd take some shots. Like, it's cool because it's a real camera. It does look much better than just an iPhone. Yeah, and he'll just kind of creep around. He's really good at lurking in the shadows. and uh-huh. See, the can- why is it always got to do this? Why is it always got to do this? In a good way. In a good way. No, yeah. he's, he's been fantastic. Make sure you get a photo there, uh, Tone. And we have some breaking news. And I assumed that you would have just let off with this. So I was hoping that you would alley-oop me uh, for this whole thing. Because normally when a guest is scheduled to come on the program, and AJ is introduced. I normally ask AJ how he's doing. He goes, oh, good. Don't we have a guest coming on? It's like, thank you, AJ. <laughs> thank you. We're probably trying to figure that out right now. And Gabe Davis was supposed to join us. 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. We have some breaking news. Okay. Out of the Buffalo Beals. Their practice ended early today. There was a gap in between practice and meetings where he was supposed to come on the program practice ended early everything got slid up he is in meetings no longer in the window to do said 
conversation with us. Damn it. He will be moved to Friday. Okay. Sweet. Probably, so we'll be chatting with him then. So we have breaking news. Things are really fucking good in Buffalo. Yeah, they're ending practice early and bumping meetings up. That only happens when they feel pretty good about where they're at. And I don't know if that was supposed to be how I was supposed to handle that <laughs> with them giving us the information. Good point. Yeah. But immediately. Is this the first time. Has this happened earlier in the year? Any other time in the year? Have they? Have well, they good question. Bumped but, meetings up because they got off the field early. So. But when they texted Zito that, they texted Zito that, and Zito was explaining, like, uh, their meetings now. And I'm like, okay, can you just read what they said? Practice ended early. Meetings got moved up. I'm like, my oh, first no. thought is somebody that's been in the building, it's like, good news. that's great news. <laughs> yeah, fast no. practice is very, very oh, yeah. good news, D. But you had the same reaction. Same reaction, yeah, especially this time of the season, playoffs, you know, big game coming, huge game coming up, obviously the biggest. Um, yeah. Getting out of there early. Said the mm-hmm. fast practices. You know, Matt Ryan and the Colts. That's Ooh, right, yeah. too fast sometimes. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, that was training camp. That was a very different situation. Yeah. Their problem was the games, Tony, not the practices. <laughs> okay. Practices, different. we sliced and diced those lions, didn't we? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Killed them. Oh. And those teams went two different directions, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, but nonetheless, it sounds like things are good. We uh, appreciate them telling us, uh, giving us a heads up, and also moving it to Friday. We appreciate The Buffalo Bills people have been the most phenomenal folks. First class. Honestly, it is bananas how nice they are to us. So we're very, very thankful for that. And Gabe Davis, congratulations. Sounds like, hey, let's lock in. Meetings. Maybe they were like, you know what? Boys look like we're flying around. Let's just get yeah. right to the mentals. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Or maybe they had a, you know, 10-period practice that only took the amount of time in like a six-period practice. And that means, ooh, we're going fast. Mm-hmm. They're that buzzing. Means, that means there's no mistakes. There's no redos. There's no nothing. It's just like boom, bang, boom, boom, pop, pop, boom. How we doing? Those days are good days. Great days. Everybody's vibe in the building is very high on those days. Coaches' vibes are very mm-hmm. high. Chefs' days' vibes are very high. Oh, yeah. Athletic trainers' vibes are very high. Equipment managers' vibes are very high. What? Loops done early. Those are good oh. days. Hey, hey, make sure you turn in your loops. Turn in your loops. Fast Friday, fast Friday. Real thing, AJ. Credit, I mean, credit to the coaching staff because we all know as the games mean more and more, the coaches usually get – more and more nervous, the old tight butthole syndrome, and they are never letting people out because we've got to make use of every single opportunity we possibly have. And credit to McDermott and the staff. And credit to our chef for turning that message yeah. that, hey, can't yep. do it into just a full thing. Amen. And just can't stop being dumbasses ever. Just that's a problem. That's also, a problem with our program. They have said that DeMar Hamlin's been around the facility almost every day this mm-hmm. week, so maybe this does lend credence to – Fucking DeMar Hamlin coming out on an ATV this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sal Capaccio fucking just ripping, shredding the guitar, and then boom, all the boys coming out. They, I don't know what the line is right now. If it's moved, it, this may be a Buffalo Beals minus 50 situation. <laughs> Amen. The Bengals are not happy either, though. No, they're not. The Bengals no. think they should have a home game. And Kirk Herbstreit in the last hour was talking about how that Bengals building and stadium is a real advantage now. Without, and not now in that it wasn't before, but it's a real weapon. Yeah. And you can see it on TV. It is. I can see yeah. – now I can go back a couple weeks. Remember I asked Rappaport, I'm like, what are the Bengals fans? You know? Mm-hmm. They were not a hostage. Now that I think about it, that was not a – that was one of those stadiums where the coach – hey, you got to bring our energy, all right? Because <laughs> <laughs> in some stadiums you go in, it's going to be a hostile environment. You're going to be jacked up because you feel like, hey, all we packed was us and it's us against the world. That was one of those things. Hey, you got to bring your own energy, guys. People probably say that about Lucas Oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People probably yeah. say okay. that about Lucas Oil. They're called because there's a some- lot of one o'clock games. Although there's a lot of places <laughs> where there's one o'clock games where, yeah, you better 
We got to bring our own juice, guys. You can go out for warm ups. You're going to think it's a JV game. There's nine people in the stands. Yeah, and the sun, the weird shadows. Because that's, what- the, that's the worst. <laughs> no. the game, you can feel it. You can feel the atmosphere when the sun is at that weird angle. You're like, oh, this is like one of those sleepy early games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the because sh- you're using, you know, the sundial's been around a long time. <laughs> yeah, but you're using yeah. yourself as a sundial. You're like, God damn, this sun <laughs> is way down still. And then you start, they're playing music full. As if the whole yep. stadium is there. Mm-hmm. So it's real loud and it's just people echoing. are yawning. People are trying to cover their yawns. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that's not good. Those are not good times. <laughs> Bad sign. That's not good for the team. <laughs> uh let's talk about some shit. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday had some fallout, AJ. Your thoughts on being the reason behind it all. Uh I I honestly haven't really checked much of any fallout. What happened? Are people pissed? I would imagine like every every other day. Yeah, every day everybody's pissed. But on this particular day, people are pissed because they go, Oh, here we go again. That's that seems like what people are saying. Uh-huh. It seems like and you know Stop watching. Stop watching it then. No, oh, no, I agree. Works. I I agree with that. You Ricky well, Gervais has something about uh Twitter and he compared it to like a town square. Where you go down to the town square, and he was obviously talking to British people, but he was how people pin, like, oh, you need a, a guitar teacher or something like that. And there's like a little tear at the bottom of the piece of paper with the phone number mm-hmm. on it. Yep. He said, Twitter is people just going down to town square or whatever, grabbing <laughs> that thing and going, I don't want a fucking guitar teacher. <laughs> He's like, well, you don't need to. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, that is a thing that does take place in our world. And there's a lot of people that hate watch a lot of things. I'm learning. I've learned uh, through, I get it. through my experiences. But also, it is a story that is, you know, worthy of conversation. This is a pantheon quarterback in the NFL, and he and the Packers seemingly don't know if they want each other. And that was my big takeaway, because in years past, it was like. Aaron has said it's a two-way street, two-way street, two-way street. Then allegedly they had negotiated ways to make it more of a two-way street as opposed to a one-way road, and Aaron's just standing there trying to make everything right when decisions aren't being made. He said that again yesterday. Did that surprise you? Like the Packers, if they want me back, it's a two-way street, and I want to play football, then we'll figure that out as we go is his whole answer. But I didn't expect that from the Packers' side of it. Did you? That was a bit surprising when he said, like, when he, he said obviously he's not going to be a part of a rebuild. And he said, if they feel like going with Jordan is the way to go, then he doesn't really, ha- he can't really do anything about that. That was the most surprising part. But he knows, I'm sure, hey, if he wants to play football, I would imagine they would do what they can to have him there. Okay. Is that sources? Are you, is that your thoughts? I'm not sources. Source, that's, my, that's my thoughts in the moment. Haven't given it any thought before this moment right now. Hmm. You had to have given it some thought. <laughs> yeah, come on. A little. It's what he said when he, it's the same thing I thought right when he said it. Like, oh, okay. Well, he's mentioning that. I never even thought of that happening, really. I Me guess. neither. So, because I don't know if it's a possibility. I mean, I think he just want, he wants to, like, he's letting us know and everybody know. Hey, there's, like, we don't really know. Like, there's a lot up in the air right now, I guess, on all sides. And the Packers, and Ty, this is going to suck for you to hear because you did bring it up earlier. You're like, our team's not in the playoffs. Like, I'm not doing that again. I think that's if you're the Packers side because they obviously had to chat about that, and Aaron's takeaway was they might not want him back. So, like, that should be noted as well. Aaron – Pretty observant human, I think. Okay, if they don't want him back, though, what do they have to do financially? What has to happen? It's like a th- uh, massive. Yeah. Well, they would try to trade him, obviously. A massive dead cat. Trade would be the thing. That's why he said, if I want to play football, which is a massive decision that I'm going to make with my binocs watching the whales frolic in the yep. Pacific Ocean. That's right. 
say he's going to do that, mm -hmm. if I want to come back, and then whenever that happens, which there would have to be an expedited timeline, which I tried to point out, like, well, if you do, like, there's a lot of things that have to take place because he said he wanted a couple things, Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis back at least, so that whole thing has to happen before free agency, right, because there's a lot of stuff that has to get handled. So that he said if he wants to come back and they want me back, so they're probably taking his time. It's, it's his understanding, and this is just from listening to him yesterday, that they're taking this time to figure out what the fuck they want as well. He's going to take time, and they're going to take time. Is that what you got out of that? I guess, or he's waiting to see what they plan on, what their plan might be, heading into the offseason as far as what the roster looks like. That's what I took from it. Yeah, so like kind of they're figuring out what they're doing. He's figuring out mm -hmm. what he's Is doing. Is there a date? Does he have a date in March where he's owed like a, a roster bonus or anything? Is there anything like that out there? Uh, might be a pre-Ju1, post-Ju1, but one of the things he said throughout the season. The word he said there was June. June, yes, yeah, yeah. excuse me. Uh, one but, of the things he said, though, is him coming back, a lot of it depends on like kind of the development of – the team that they had because of how young it was. And it feels like Watson and Dobbs both came into their own by the end of the season where it's like, hey, next year when you're coming back, sure, they're still young wide receivers, but these guys aren't, you know, brand new. And they, it's not like he's teaching them the system. Like all of a sudden, when they do have Dobbs and Watson and who knows with Lazard, but when those two were on the field, they were very, very good by the end of the season. Why does this continue to happen, though? You know? What do you mean? Why does he still think that there's a chance that they don't want him to be their quarterback? What's the fucking deal? How, how, you know? I don't know. Because he said that, like, uh, it might have been, like, after week, like, 14 or so. He said kind of something similar. And Gudekinst and, you know, LaFleur and everyone has basically said, like, hey, listen, we're not ready for this guy to leave town yet. And who knows? You know, maybe things have changed in the last five weeks or so. But... I just don't buy that. I, I think they want him back, and I think his big, like I mentioned in the first hour, I think his big thing is if I am going to come back, I want my guys who I love here. And, you know, so, and if, that's, if the Packers have a different idea about that with some of these guys who are getting a little bit older and who they need to fairly compensate, like that might be a rubber-meet-the-road kind of thing. But I, I think they envision next year with Rodgers at, at quarterback. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I mean, they, and we know you get a lot of lip service in business. But when you commit that kind of money to yeah. somebody, like you want the motherfucker there. Um, and it's not like he <laughs> fell off a cliff this year. He didn't play. It wasn't an MVP year. He had a lot of moving parts. And to your point, you know, these guys are going to be a year older. Christian Watson was a legit, like, dude at the end of the season. Um, and he mentioned a, a bunch of the guys that he would like back. Um, so, yeah, I could – I can see these guys right back, you know, compete for the NFC. All right, here we sure. go. Yeah. Watching Wales. Getting back to it. Right. They say jump in there with him. Financially, it looks like he'll be back. Should try to fire footballs right. at him for target practice. That'd be sweet. I don't think you should do that. It's very watch Avatar. Come on. Or hit golf balls in the blowhole. Yeah, yeah, no, Wales play catch. Like oh. abuse. Don't Some do that. Don't Somebody's going to be pissed. He could, though. I saw him with a Bud Light can in mm. Tahoe from balcony to jet ski. What? Chuck. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jet ski. I forget who it was. Mm -hmm. Might have been Foxy. I what? think it was Ryan. Yeah, one on the train. banged right off his well. head, knocked him out cold. Oh, yeah. No, it was your brother, the guy that beats up Lake Tahoe every morning. If it was Foxy, he would have collapsed his chest. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> oh! 
I mean, 12 ounces <laughs> coming from a long way, dude. Yeah. yeah. It was oh, yeah. unbelievable. It was a Shocked. fucking... Yeah, huck. It was... Uh, this was fresh out of Hungary. I think he had just got back from Hungary. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he brought his pads with him, just like Russell Wilson yep. did to right. Monaco. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. his arm was in mid-season form. Oh, yeah. yep. Perfect. And he was already dialed in, you know. Slipping his shoulder pads, I think, a couple nights. <laughs> yeah, Tahoe. His camp, camp was coming up, and he came down to eat breakfast, and he still had his shoulder pads on. No <laughs> shirt underneath. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know what? Like two weeks out from camp, I sleep with my pads on. Mm-hmm. And then you do remember we went to that opening meeting like 45 minutes later or whatever. But the part we did see is, once again, Aaron, you're not allowed to wear your shoulder pads when you golf this yeah. week at Lake mm-hmm. Tahoe, yeah. the Celebrity Pro. Everyone program. chuckled. Yeah, everyone laughed. Yeah, every year he tries to do this, guys. Yeah, that's what they said. And So the guy loves ball. But anyways, he like loves ball. He, he gets his Bud Light can, and it's oh. fucking just – Casual, hey, oh, like, uh, one, mm-hmm. like out of a movie. It felt like it was a fucking movie. Yeah, basically. You got this MVP hippie fucking quarterback up here on top <laughs> of this balcony here. Out of nowhere, he had been gone, I think, for a few minutes. We're kind of just chilling in the hey, yo, happens. Turn. Okay, that's Aaron Rodgers. Holy fuck. And then, <laughs> holy shit. And then Jet Ski grab of the beer can. I think your brother jumped off Jet Ski, grabs it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then gets up, obviously drinks it. I'm like... He just threw a fucking Bud Light can further than I've ever seen a can throw in my life. And then that led into a conversation about, like, there was that story about him being bad at beer pong, remember? Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'd assume darts, he's a fucking... No. Has he always been that way, you think? Has he just always yeah. been? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he probably, he, might, he probably will see this clip, even though he'll say he won't. But, yeah, he's good at all those things. Yeah, he's, he's a very, like, not even, like, undercover athlete. Like, he's a stud athlete. Whatever you play, he's going to be really good at it. But I feel like throwing shit... He has the, well, yeah. uh, an ability that why mm-hmm. I assume baseball he would have been a fucking oh yeah I think yeah. baseball yeah. Uh, AJ would probably know but I think baseball like was his I mean he's told us on here like that was his sport in high school you know and then what one of his coaches or something maybe like I don't know like I can't remember what it was exactly but he was whoa. like all right I'm gonna commit to football whoa pissed him off is that real I think he said something along the lines of that all right I'm gonna go over here then fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was a Juco. They should, we got a clip of it. Um, Casey, the man who makes uh, yep. the TikToks, he found a clip, I think, of Aaron from either Juco or high school. You should fucking see this, dude. Just So old school. Just a big-ass pad. Yeah. His pads are huge. It looks like it's from the fucking 1990s. He's old, dude. This guy's old. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's been in the NFL a long time. Nobody, You don't think about that because Tom Brady is the conversation because he is. he's fucking old, too. Not in real life. Obviously, he's going to live a long time. But when you talk about a locker room of 23-year-olds, 22-year-olds, they're talking about the age of these quarterbacks in the playoffs right now. Brock Purdy, obviously younger than Stetson fucking Bennett. Mm-hmm. Joey Burrow is a young man. Lamar's still a young guy. He's about to get paid somewhere. He's going to be in this whole thing. Literally, Lawrence. even the older generation, Josh Allen, young, like the older generation right now is young. It is a nice little new era, it feels like, of the NFL. And these playoffs are a perfect like kind of depiction of it. But the old dogs ain't going to just go away quietly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case, AJ. What year is Pat Mahomes in? Look at oh, this fucking this. guy. Boom. Bang. I think that's is – that, uh, is that Chico State? Is that college? Yeah, my, is that Cowboy? Huh? Whoa, who was that? You should see me see A guy from, from Yellowstone? Just a guy that was tipping a cap to the Cowboys. You got a big time win, first time since 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it was all day. They deserved it. I'm not like diehard. Cow- Is this him at Chico? Is he the baby? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's basically it's uh, Chico uh, and Butte. Ooh. Oh, my God. Fullback. Whoever Grap is, dude, don't Stop. fucking yes. get in his way. Look like, like Penn State a little bit. 
Bucket. Nice. Pretty good little drop in there. Oh. Break that uh, tackle. Got Come on. There. Got good. a bad yeah. drive. Jeez. Pump fake. Turns. Seam. Emarcism! Oh, yeah. The dude who couldn't outrun people just a moment ago goes up over top. Think how uncomfortable to wear those old school girdles with their hip and butt. Yeah. Dude, like that, Ten is a fucking player. Is that Jordy? Is that fucking Jordy yeah, Nelson? Oh, now they're wow. playing Chico. Is this where oh. JB coached him? Oh, oh, what was that? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, dab, was it dabbing on him? Uh, was it a dab? Or, did he create the dab? I'm surprised. Ten, ten is a ten. Ten is a fucking player. Gotta find out who ten is. Gotta find out. It's gotta be Cole Beasley. Dude, text Aaron and find out who ten is. Is that Jordo? That might be Jordo. Schultz. Dude, they only had three numbers. They were like, obviously Aaron, and then we got twelve, eighty-eight, and forty-five. We got to look out for it. That's ten. This guy, <laughs> of course, no gloves. Dude, this one for this guy went for ten thousand yards in one season. Yeah. It was high stepping the whole way. Give the ball to forty-five again. Dude. Fifty-four don't have a chance. Can't be though. giving it to forty-five with yeah. ten is wide open. On five the just came into the league. Where's he at? Forty five was hurt earlier in the year. He got healthy halfway through. <laughs> so this uh, is high school. High this school? Is, is high school? This is Pleasant Valley High School. Who's number ten? There oh, dude, this dude was a dog. Yeah, he, years, to, he, he didn't go to he didn't go to Chico State. I was no, wrong. this guy won right no, to the to SC, kidding me? <laughs> dude. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Oh, look oh. at forty five. Where's he at? Right there with all the stickers on his helmet. Is that Aaron playing wide receiver? Oh, no. Is this an all-star game or something? This is yeah, this uh, like st- yeah. We're just stealing people's footage right now. We, <laughs> yeah, we do apologize. I assume you'll take yeah, the money guy, from this. Yeah. That's 10. That's 10. Got to be right. 10. You got earrings. Those earrings. Dog, dude. Is he a movie star now? Look at that perfect drop. Is that 10? Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, body. You can tell. Nope. Wait, for 87 <laughs> for Wolverine football? All right, anyways. Yeah, the guy's been good forever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that's not ten. That was not ten. No, that might have been. That might have been eight. Nah, who knows? Let's move along. Uh, Lions offense coordinator Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. This is a big deal. Also, uh, this is a massive ordeal. Believes in something that they're building up there in Detroit would be special. Uh, obviously, if they were the coaching staff in the team that was able to bring success to Detroit after decades and decades and decades and decades of failure, that would be something that I think you would want on your resume. That was almost like the um, the selling point for some of these jobs, these coaches' egos. Whenever you go get hired at Cleveland, it's like you could be the coach the one that turns the Cleveland Browns around. You could be the GM that turns it around. And that becomes like a, a thing that they would like to be able to say in their community. Detroit, obviously one of those. Especially with how much MCDC was mocked and ridiculed yep. for being MCDC. If they were the ones that were able to bring success there, resume would be massive. Now, he's already getting head coaching interviews. I assume, just like he's probably assuming, those will come at some point. Doesn't have to be right now, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, or do you think it's possible he also thought, hey, I, I don't have a great chance of even getting this job? But I would assume he's thinking he's just being super loyal to Dan Campbell and what the Lions have going. That's Interesting. Right. Darius, what are your thoughts on that? Do you I think mean, it's because he wasn't going to get hired? I, I, didn't, I honestly, didn't think about that. After probably Sean Payton, I would have thought he would have probably been one of the most sought-after coaches. You know, it was obviously wow. you know, just one year. But Jerry Goff had a great year. This Detroit Lions team, you know, outperformed expectations. When you watch, you watch the tape, like they look like a well-oiled machine. So um, I would have – 
I would have been happy if, you know, the Colts, for example, would have hired this guy. But maybe he feels like he's not ready for that. Maybe. And this also does say, say a lot about uh, MCDC and the kind of the culture he's building over there, not only with the uh, players, but the coaches. Like, you don't, you don't just pass up an opportunity to be a head coach to continue to be a coordinator. So I, said, I think this says a lot about uh, what, what they're building over there. So that's an interesting thing, if he was going to get a job or not. It seems like a guy that owners would want to hire, too. Like, oh, remember, yeah. whenever, whenever an owner signs or hires somebody that's young, they, they can say that they, oh, I saw it before. I changed the game, really. Right. Yeah. Look, I found this person. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, the Panthers loved him. So everyone in Detroit's wow. pretty shocked about this. That's a lot of money down there. Yeah. And obviously, oh. loyalty is something you can't put a price tag on. But I enjoy the fact that it, that's happening. Oh, go ahead, Connor. Well, I was just going to say, there's not many you know, 9 and 8 teams that get top 10 picks. And they have that situation where they have two in the top 15, right? Because of where they finished at 9 and 8 with the Rams pick for this year as well. And yeah. Like, you know. Jamison Williams, too. Yeah, yeah Jamison yeah. hasn't you, even really been used yet. He didn't, was 12th pick last year. Yeah. Didn't I get love, a full season with him. I love that move. Wink Martindale said that he'll worry about his head coaching opportunities later yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget the exact quote. Because we've been talking about this last couple of days, and Darius, I'll be excited to get your thoughts on this. Because, you know, you thought about dabbling in the coaching world. I do not like that D'Amico Ryans had to do four fucking head coaching interviews while also preparing for the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the biggest interviews of your Mm -hmm. life. There's only 32 of those jobs. That's the pinnacle of your profession that you are currently trying to pursue. So having to prepare for that while also having to prepare for why you're even getting an opportunity to do that, they have to fix that. Yeah, I agree. You're right? Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean – and obviously, you know, it's, it's is business and you got to compartmentalize things. But when you're preparing for a game, especially like this, like you're trying to get the – like you only get so many opportunities where you're in this position to compete for a championship. So I think um, the system or whatever should be set up to where these guys can focus on that. But there are other guys just floating. You know, Sean Payton's just available. He's out here. Um, other coaches that may um, be – obviously all the teams that aren't still playing right now are just available. So I, I think – they shouldn't be able to interview either. You should just have a window where everybody can do this at the same time. So it's some sense of fairness. Is, is there a coach's union? Mm, I don't think so. That feels like that would be something that the coach's union would be like, for the good of the, the teams. Co- want to coach, though. Like if you, let's say you end your season in whatever early January, you don't want to have to wait till after the Super Bowl to hire yeah. your coach, though. Like, I know, so I don't sucks. know how you change it. I think everybody would just have to do it. It would have to just yeah. be a thing. Like this so is how actually it would. You'd keep jobs more often then, wouldn't you? Like you would keep guys would mm-hmm. hold their jobs maybe longer if they were thinking about firing. Like, hey, if we fire this dude, we got to wait two months, and we don't know if we're going to get who we want in that whole process too. Yeah, because then you only have what like a month and a half before the draft. Your team's yeah. just floating out there with no head coach, and possibly no GM. Like, what about GMs? Can you hire GMs during that time? There's a coaches association, and the only member. Or the only coach who is not a member is Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right. That's because he's a GM, too. Yeah. And team. I got to negotiate with those motherfuckers about it. <laughs> not a chance. No yeah. way. That's why he doesn't do the team photo. Yeah, and teams are hiring. Does he do the head coach photo? Uh, he was not in it this last season. He doesn't do, do what team photo? The head coach the coaches photo. Meeting. Yeah, he where Andy Reid's wearing the I don't know. Tommy Bahama they shirt. Looks, yeah. They all look so sweet. He was there, oh, though, so he might be in it. They all look so. very comfortable. You know, it seems like they're all very pumped yeah. to be taking that. Yeah, Matt Rule front and center. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The younger coaches get bullied into standing in the front. Mm-hmm. Yep. First yep. year here. It's fucking terrible. Stand up there. Yep. None of us want to be here, dude. All right? We're taking a photo. They look like kids. It looks like Debo. You got kids. They look like when you try to take pictures with your kids. That's yep. what they look like. Right, we uh, we <laughs> want nothing to do with this. 
This one isn't bad, huh? The fountain Ooh, in the back. The body yeah. language. They all look like they're so tight. They're such good. I think everybody just immediately different. looks at Rule. So yeah. it kind of sets the tone because he's just like, why am I here? Frank looks cool. Yeah, and behind Rule, too. I mean, Artie Smith looks like a corpse. Is he alive? Oh, well, Artie's locked in. Artie's locked in. looks sweet. Is that Hackett? Yeah, we should have known Rule yeah. and Hackett were going to get fired based on what they were, <laughs> <laughs> what they were wearing in this. Tomlin looks uh, awesome. McVeigh looks really cool. I like McVeigh. How about McDermott? McDermott yeah. with the glasses on the. That's a that's a good look. Mm-hmm. McDaniel smiling against him. Who's back there getting blocked by Lennon. right over Shanahan's right shoulder? Who's behind him? His, who has his head down? Eberflus might be. Cliff. Is that Cliff? I don't see MCDC oh, in this photo. Might be Cliff back there. I think MCDC's behind Brady. Sirianni back. Cliff's, got his head. Cliff's yep. looking down. You can see yeah. He's looking down next Cliff, to O'Connell. How about Cliff getting top row dead center? That a baby Cliff. Yeah. Dable is burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> in trouble. Behind yeah. Solid. Yeah. He's in trouble. <laughs> Who's behind Vrabel? It has to be MCDC. Yeah. He's big. That would have to oh, be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back left. Sirianni. Was he? Well, he's out to lunch over there. Sirianni just wants to fucking watch some film and compete. Yeah. What are we doing? How about Doug Peterson not even knowing at that moment right there? He's like, hey, Frank, wait till you fucking see what I do with the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> this team's really good. They spent mm-hmm. a bunch of money. Frank's like, wait till you see what I do yeah. with the stinking Colts. <laughs> all right. Hey, good work this season, all of you. Hell yeah. Great year, boys. Good Belichick work, wasn't in there. No, he was not. Nope. He was too busy scheming something up. <laughs> uh, let's talk about... Oh, Gronk. Monday? What's oh, that? Yeah. Monday will be after the Super Bowl. I'm just thinking a lot. Sorry. What's that? Black Monday. That would be after the Super Bowl then if, if everyone had to wait. So yeah. I think you could – so, interesting. I think you could – well, could you fire whenever? An interim. You're going to have to. Yeah. So the inter- what if you had to fire someone for cause or something? You would have to, right? So the interim job would be your audition process. Like Steve Wilkes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they might, they're going to have to – they're going to probably tweak it. I just don't know how – what kind of changes they can make. I think everybody would have to abide by it. That's the thing. Everybody just assumes yeah. that everybody would cheat. So – Yeah. No, no question. Which tampering all over the place. Which they would. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it would be tampering all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I know you're preparing for biggest game of your life. Just want to let you know, three teams have reached out. We would go to all the three, three of those teams, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. I will send the deck. We are interested. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly not talking until after the Super Bowl, yeah. for sure. That's an interesting thing, but I, I think it puts him in a bad spot. Like, Wink put, puts Wink in a bad spot. This is his first year with this team. This is the biggest time of the year. Their defense is a massive piece of that. Oh, sexy Dexy is what they call him, the yeah. Pilates guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're saying he's one of the best football players on any field that he's ever walked on ever. Like, this guy's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Wink's got that team humming. Mm-hmm. Let alone Thibodeau, who is – Remember, he sold NFTs and stuff, which... Yep. Hey, he's a weirdo. He says lit. Yeah, all that oh, stuff. He, he doesn't love football. Dog. He's a dog, yeah, dude. Unreal. Wink is in an interesting position because I think if he sticks around with Dayball, which he said, I didn't do this as a stepping stone. I did this because I wanted to work with Dayball pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's been a success. What do you think Wink does, Darius? And why is Wink's defense so much better than everybody else's season? I think it depends on what, what opportunities are there when their season is over. Um, but you got a, a, a great group of young guys. Uh, I'm sure he likes Dayball. And, and the New York football giants, that's not a bad organization to be uh, attached to um, as far as markets, as far as what they can pay. Because this is scale as far as teams, what assistant coaches can be paid too, depending on what market and what team you're on. So I think he stays around with that team, and uh, they they just play 
it's not he doesn't do a bunch of the stuff that he did in Baltimore, but these guys are just on the same page. Thibodeau, like these guys play hard. Like they play Leonard Williams in the middle. These dudes play hard. Will these he be able to in- implement the Baltimore stuff probably like next year if they were to be around? Because wasn't that Baltimore team they were together for like seven, eight years almost, right. so they were able to do whatever they wanted. Is that true or not? He true? could, or, or he could just evolve, too. Sometimes you just evolve and say, all right, you know, I'm just get rid of some of that stuff and do some things. He still does his own thing. Like, he plays seven DBs a lot, which nobody else really does. Um, so he likes a lot of speed, a lot of guys. Um, does, he play man, does he play all man still? No, he plays, plays – he mixes up man, some fire zone, some um, – Is some, he doing amoebas? Some zone. And this, this last game, there. he's doing very game plan specific stuff. Like this last game against the Vikings, we'll get into it on everything DB. Like it was obviously, hey, take away Justin Jefferson. Take him away, make somebody else beat us. And they executed that shit to a, um, to a team. You got a guy like De- Dexter Lawrence too in the middle who he kind of took over that game, honestly. Oh, yeah. Kirk, I watch highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kirk had good yeah. stats, but like that pocket is tough when you're a quarterback and you can only – only really read one side of the field, not because of coverage, but because of these, you know, big motherfuckers in, your, in the middle of the pocket. So that's uh, that's tough. You got some guys. Hey, Zito, can you find that video uh, NFL Films posted? It's on our <laughs> Instagram as well. Dexter is telling the offensive lineman number 56, <laughs> can't be hugging me all day. You signed up for this. Yeah. Hey, you, you, signed, you signed up for this. Yeah, it was – Hilarious shit talk. Just very subtle, relaxing, and after they won, hey, all right. Yeah. He seems like a perfect fucking teammate, too. Mm-hmm. And then one of his teammates actually says to him, you're the best player I've ever played Thibodeau. on the field. Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah. Thibodeau, was, Thibodeau was like, put him over. Young guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a great person to have in the locker room with him. The Giants might be a fucking team, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dan Jones, you keep Dan Jones playing like this with that defense and Wink? Yeah. Are you upset because Wink turned down the Colts offer? Is that so, <laughs> Pat, couldn't that just be leverage, though, him making those comments? One million percent. Well, throw on a guitar. Throw on a guitar, Wink. Mm-hmm. Come on, everybody else is doing it, just taking time away from preparing for the biggest game of the season. Yeah. And doing interviews and Zoom calls with people from other cities that you've never really met before. Everybody else is doing it, Wink. Come on. Yeah, it's powerful <laughs> to say no, though. You know that. It's powerful to say no. People, what's, what's with this guy? Why don't they want to come even interview with us? And then they want to keep coming back to him. Uh, it's maybe part of the best thing to do in long-term negotiation. Yes, correct. Not just with one company, by the way, with multiple. Several. Keep things tight, you know? You rarely go to somebody's office and they have, I don't know, 55-inch fish plastered behind them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Usually you walk in as one big fucking fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can think about that. You know, that's, uh, if you can get to that point, that's really the right place to do. Uh, say no to a lot more things. And business-wise, it helps. Wink, though, I think is not doing it for business. I think Wink's doing it because Wink loves the boys. Yeah. I think so, too. And he, think- al- he also knows, I'm sure, like, I'm going to be the highest-paid defensive coordinator next year anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, the compensation-wise, like, do I want to go to fucking Indianapolis? I don't know. I think he's yeah. an East Coast guy. I like living in the shadows of New York. You no, know? No, no. He, I don't want to fucking it. go deal with all this bullshit in no. Indianapolis. No, he'll <laughs> love it. He'll love it out here. we got guitars, too. Yeah. Come Say on. Elmo's. Yeah, you want one of Jimi Hendrix's, you know, Stratford's? Maybe. Maybe. Come on out. Come on out, Wink. Plus, he knows if he doesn't get two Super Bowls in six years, yeah. you know, this so, city's going to yeah. burn at the stake of Jim Irsay. It's not his Why? Because those are the expectations. Promise. So, I mean, the city was promised two bowls by 2030, and they are nowhere close. I mean, they got a top five pick this year. So, things aren't going too we got well. time. 2030, Bob? Do, do you have yeah. time? Oh, yeah. How old are the quarterbacks in the AFC again? Pat Mahomes is the oldest, and he's 27. I don't know how much time <laughs> he has. Our roster, when they're trying hard and playing for each other. Absolutely. And working in the offseason uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Good roster. Yeah, no you quarterback, add Bill Levis though. to it at the top of the draft this yeah. year? See no. You. C.J. Stroud. Damn right. A lot of trades up to one I've been seeing. Yes. Bears with the Colts. Yep. Yeah. They have to get Bill up Levis. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Still C.J. Stroud at one. Hey, what, C.J. Stroud going to be a good NFL quarterback? You think you, you had your eyes on him a long time. On the record, you think Colts should trade up and get C.J. Stroud? I don't know what on the record means. I mean, obviously this is streamed <laughs> live and it's put out there, so it's on the record no matter whether you say it or not. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud is slang it, man. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go off the record. the record. Let's go off the record. <laughs> off the record. Under the table. So we're not on here, right? Cut the stream. stream down. Yeah. No, no, just off the record on the stream. Can't be held against Same. us. Off the record, on the record. That dude can sling it. Will he be an NFL guy, though? I hope. I don't yeah. know. I, he sure. looks like it. I think so. I mean, what we sure saw like in it. that freaking semifinal game was like, yep, give me that guy tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Fuck it. Yep. Colts are in a position to really turn it around. Got a lot of pro bowlers, yeah. a lot of good yeah. players. Or they just keep tanking. Uh, look Get at Jags. Jags, Bengals, look who they were three, four years ago. Bingo. Uh, yeah. Is there a burrow? Did anyone throw 60 touchdowns this year and win the Heisman? Funny thing about that is Stetson Bennett is uh, potentially. Yeah, actually, last person to do when that. When will he be drafted? Was it, is it New Mac England? Jones, is it New yeah. England? No. Not, uh, oh, fucking. yeah. New England Patriot. Yeah, yeah, Matt Jones. No. But he was the number one overall. Fucking, you're the backup. Bill Guy Zappi. Bill, Bill Zappi. Zappi. He did throw a 65. With Liberty? Who is it? With Liberty? Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. There it is. Hilltoppers. That's right. That's right. He's still undefeated. So. I mean, Eastern Kentucky. No. Trade him to the Colts. Hilltoppers in oh, Western right, Kentucky. Yeah. You nailed it. All right, good. Yep. Still <laughs> got Bowling it. Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's where it is. That's a dry county, I heard, Bowling Green. Yikes. Is it? I think so, yeah. They drink heavily there. I know that. Every dry county I've been to, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because all the people inside of it hammer. Riff bags. Hammer. <laughs> John Daly's. That was amazing. John Daly's hometown in Arkansas. Dry county. Dry town. But you go into any of their garages, there is eight to 9,000 Miller Lights available. <laughs> Everybody's house has all the beer. What does that mean? Dry county. No, no liquor stores? Can't, can't buy it anywhere. Wow. You got to go out of town to buy it. And come back. Come back. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. It exists. In America. Yeah, I've Mm -hmm. I've seen it in America. Indiana, you weren't able to buy a cold beer on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And you still can't buy it, what, before noon on Sundays now? Weren't able to buy beer at all on Sundays. Mm -hmm. But you can't on a Friday night. Yeah. There's no happy hour. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No happy hour allowed? In a lot of states. Masters. Really? No happy hour? Yeah, yeah, Masters, no happy hour. Yeah, too many people were drinking and driving. Yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. big time happy hours. Yeah, because like, we're good at drinking and driving. Nobody is good at drinking. You guys were drinking and no. fucking driving. No, nobody's good at drinking. That's why there's Drizzly now. Promo code wide. You can get five dollars off. And Uber. And, Uber. Yeah. and Lyft. Yeah. And any other thing that Correct. was not available, maybe designated drivers, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor. It up. I never you, did Connor. it before, so I figured, you know, I might as well start. To be clear, my car was out and about the evening I was arrested. Mm-hmm. I was walking home. I was not going to drive. Good man. I'm a big, big anti-drunk driver guy. Can always call AAA. Always have been. Can't do it. It scares the shit. It always scares the shit out of me. We'd hoof it from anywhere. Yeah, we're walking. Shoelace Express. Well, Pittsburgh didn't have, before Uber, it was impossible to get a cab in Pittsburgh. Impossible, especially where we were hanging out. A lot Mm -hmm. of jitneys. Yeah, yeah, just those were awesome. Yeah, it's down impossible anywhere, anywhere like that. You just had to try to call like a cab service, didn't you? It was impossible. Yeah, and if they were yeah. assholes, if they could be, 
You had no, you yeah, had no yeah, shot. Alfred. All right, hundred bucks. What? You had no shot. Not even that. Just like, no, we're not sending a car. Oh, okay. like that type of stuff. It oh, was okay. Thanks. Yeah. Did you guys have those uh, like vans in college? They went around picking up drunk kids in bars. We had a shuttle bus. What? Uh, oh yeah. I used to drive those for community. Who was it a part of? What do you mean? Why? Well, what, what'd you do? I was Uber before Uber. Uh, what was it a part of? I forgot what I had to do. Fun was it a job? I got people home safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, baby. Sounds good. Way to do that. Hey, what Go a hero. Huskies. What a hero. Huskies turning it around. Huskies, yep. That we had a drunk a bus. Bar. We had a drunk bus at West Virginia. That's and sweet. you had that monorail thing. Uh, the PRT. What do you mean a drunk bus? Who drove it? Who was it? Who people put it together? Drunk guy. I think he, I don't know. <laughs> I, great question. I never asked. That, that was on me. I should have learned more about who was driving. I just assumed with the way they were dressed and the way the bus was presented, this is a safe option. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I never really dove into the details. But just try to have a good time. University you, ran it. Yeah, I think the yeah. I think West Virginia had it, and it wasn't. I think it was just a bus that happened, probably in most cities at that particular time. But since everybody in Morgantown at that particular time was that was awake, was probably very intoxicated. Just became pseudo drunk bus. Like I think in the summer that bus is still going. Not as many people in town for it, if that makes sense. Pat, did any of your buddies ever end up at the, I think it was prison, right? WVU didn't have, like, a detention center, like a jail around the camp. Like, they took you to a state prison, I think. Yeah, so you either got, like, a $100, (laughs) you can get out of this little lobby area here right now, or you're going 45 minutes to an hour away. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Got to walk. In a college town? In a college town, you got to build build a shed or something yeah. and lock them up. I think they had a little holding. There was like a little holding cell thing. But if it was like a DUI or anything, I think you. I think See him taking you upstate. As it should have been, by the way. Damn that was right. wild. People were. Uber is a game changer. Oh, right? yeah. Great idea. So, do, would you like to take back what you just said? Please. About anybody being a good drunk driver? I was talking pre-Uber. Okay. Back in the eighties. I 80s. was talking Jeez. back in the days when we were fucking driving T tops and smoking cigs. What? Sure. Sounds of, like you weren't alive. Of, bunch of empties on the fucking passenger floor. Yeah. Oh, you're watching movies and talking about what you've seen on there. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with Ben Affleck. What I grew up living. Living or okay. All right, let's move along. Anyways, Uber. Yeah. Right. Uber's great. Did you watch that documentary on that guy? Series uh, on Showtime with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. Was that like, super awesome or super pumped? Yeah, super pumped. Mm. That was good. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the first few episodes. I think I got uh, it. I think I finished it. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember him. He was very uh, you know, enthusiastic and seemed to really get after it and try to get that thing going. Seemed to be the perfect person for what we needed, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, got yeah. to a good spot. He took a lot of shrapnel, though. He did. I mean, he was getting it in the shins pretty heavily, I think. He did. Yeah, I didn't finish it either. My big takeaway was, oh, this guy's a dickhead, but he's a necessary dickhead. Be, good for, be better for everybody. That's right. A tennis show on Netflix is interesting. The first break, no, first yeah. point. Is it worth uh, watching? Break point. Break point, there it is. Yeah, I would say it's worth watching, but knowing that in less than a month we get the golf version, the full swing, yeah. it's kind of like, eh, I'm not sure. I haven't watched any of these uh, these series. Yeah, cool. I never watched Formula Season 5, one. Drive to Survive is coming. I forgot the date, but it's coming. Wow. February 15th? I haven't seen them either. Okay. I don't know if oh, I'll so watch them. them all at the same time. Because it's coming out with the golf, same day, February 15th. What? Maybe I got it mixed up. Tennis Would is you... only five episodes. That, that is the, the one thing. So you love the you love the drive, the way it's shot, the way, is it like NFL film style? What is it? Oh, um, yes. I, I would say is that so. the tennis thing? Yeah, they inter- it's just interviewing a bunch of the tennis play- players. So Rough. the first episode was uh, Krigos. It's all about Nick Krigos, the shit-talking tennis player. And most of it is <laughs> interviewing other tennis players about 
Kurigos, and then there's a couple back and forth with him, him doing like training, uh, and then like him just you know going about his business leading up to him winning the doubles Grand Slam at the Australian Open. You get a chance to watch anything with ten kids? Uh, I have not seen the tennis thing. No, I mean I'll watch the golf thing when that comes out. For so sure. what do you do? You just put it on a phone, headphones, whenever you're out of place. What do you mean? Aren't you like? I don't watch stuff. I'm not a. I'm not a younger gen alpha like you i don't watch movies on my phone i watch my ipad (laughs) so thank you for the way you went through the generations because there is an alpha generation coming up yeah aj and i (laughs) learned that at the same time and i it piqued my interest as soon as i heard about the alpha generation really and then aj from a where were you you were in like a uh a pantry that was like a rite aid as they say a pantry yeah that was the nicest pantry i've ever seen in my life 40 feet away in his own little area. Pat will never be a part of the alpha generation. Like oh! echoes through the house. No, no pop from him at all. I obviously give big laugh. Conversation continues because it was a very serious convo oh, about, yeah. you know, how do you reach the alpha generation? That's the next generation. Do you know mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I don't they have that. the best fucking name out of all of us. By far. I know. So then is beta coming after them? That sucks for that <laughs> whole generation. Oh, my God. Yeah. It does. It was like we're almost in it. No, nah, because we're in a period of weak men and those build strong men. So <laughs> That's true. That's right. <laughs> Cycle. Yeah, but we're in a period of good times. Yeah, which build weak men. That's what mm. I mean. So we don't, do we want bad times is what I'm saying. You do it with some point. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have bad times, they'll fucking they'll take your fucking land. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're guns. Feels oh, like man. you just went back to a ranch. Yeah, you're right. Pandemic was a very yeah. bad time. Yeah. These there we kids, go. These Don't. alpha kids had to do with this. They probably had to go to school. Well, yeah, that kind of shit. You know? Yeah, but that's what that the, being that, sheltered in place really helped those kids. Yeah, it's a problem. Now all they want to do is stay home and play their games. Not if they live in Florida. Hell yeah. Thank you, Governor. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Jason Bourne as their governor. That's the only reason it's different down there. <laughs> what a perfect thing for a tone digs <laughs> yep. to have happen. On the program. Oh, hey, they're saying that, that COVID thing's going to fuck people up. I could see how. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Imagine being like 13, 14 years old. In the oh, yeah. Day. I said uh-huh. setting kids yeah. back yeah. fucking like five to ten years. Just thinking about the amount of shit that you learn from hanging out with other people. And yeah. how you are set up as a personality and as a human mm-hmm. during that age. Like, that's a crazy thing to ha- for them to have to go through. Let alone, if, you had, if I had to be in my house I grew up in, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that is, that yeah. would have been. I think you would have been all right, though. Because I think it depends on the parents, too. A lot of how. Yeah, it's um, a big part of it. You know, how they feel about what's going on outside. Because, you know, I feel like my <laughs> kids are all right. Because we were, it was like, all right, this is what it is. And then after, you know, months went by, and we kind of, okay, all right, we're, we're going to live. Figure it you know, out. We're gonna, you know, yeah. we're going to figure it out. We're going to live. We're going to hang out with this group. And then we'll hang out with more. And then we'll do more. But there were some people that was like. Still. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, right now. Not going to visit this, not going to that, which, understandable, is a scary time, but it's definitely different ways that um, people uh, handled, handled it. it. And then the kids, the, the babies, though, that were born during that time, like like newborns type shit, because you go from fucking zero to 18 months, you haven't been around anybody yeah. except, you know, six yeah. people. Now, that's uh, that that's that generation. There's a new doc coming out on, uh, or there is a doc out on Netflix called Babies. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, uh, obviously, with where me and my wife are right now, as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, this thing's listening to me. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my TV was listening as well. I knew my phone was. Oh, yeah. I didn't know my TV oh, yeah. was listening as they well. They all are. Everything. Everything is. They didn't even tell me congrats. Tell us congrats, which <laughs> kind of fucked up. They just yeah. kind of bullshit. <laughs> dropped this thing in there. But I guess this is just, just so happened to have been happening right now. It's a documentary about what the babies go through for the first, like, mm-hmm. 18 months or whatever, mm-hmm. and what they're learning and what they're capturing and everything like that, the reactions to things. It's, it's fascinating that I'm going to have to learn about all this stuff now. You know, that's like a parent thing. And I'm getting to, like, I'm so interested by it all now when I maybe wasn't before. But to think that people had to do parenting whenever the kids weren't allowed, in some places, literally out of the house. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Try to explain to those young kids, too, why you can't go out when they're certain. Like, there's, they don't understand. Like, if they're two years old or 18 months, like, they don't really understand what the pandemic is. And, hey, we can't see our friends. You can't see grandparents and all that. There's a door right there. I can just go. Yeah. Why do we build a door? Can't. What is the. (laughs) That's the point. What is the. Is that just for optics? Are we just in here forever? This is our world now? That's crazy. I would like to go outside. It is. I'm happy I didn't have to go through it with a child. But to all the parents that did, hey. Good on you. Good Good battle. Good on you. Oh, yeah. Even those high school kids, too, like opportunity wise, like even just thinking about your situation, like think about if there was never a kicking camp or there was one and it got canceled, Mm -hmm. you know, down in Florida. Whole different world. Whole different world. Trajectory, their lives change. Kids in college, like that just ruins your college experience yeah. like big time That's probably just, gonna hinder how you act for the rest of your life for sure in, like, in the last chance you basketball that was like a big thing is that like all of a sudden these juco kids who go for a second chance now where they used to be drafting or uh, recruiting like four kids from juco now they're recruiting one max because of all the backup in the yeah. transfer portal like instead of recruiting kids Crazy. from juco or high school you can just go to the transfer portal because there are thousands of kids in there because uh recruiting years got stacked and I mean, Stetson was 25 years old. He's not happy to hear. I think he's going to be a successful NFL guy, too, mm-hmm. long term. But an extra year because the COVID year, right? guys were playing college ball, seven, going to play seven, eight. St- people are still going to be riding. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's one dude I saw. Yeah, like, Oregon. Eighth year. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. That's started cool. 2016 or something. That's ridiculous. But that's obviously just football effects, not human effects, which are much more important. Speaking of much more important, there's a conversation that's going to happen on this show in 10 minutes that's going to be much more important than anything we just chatted about. Hell yeah. Because right. we're going to be learning about secondary a little bit like Ooh. we've been able to do all season. Ooh, now, before cool. we get to a break here, because I know we all need it, I think our bladders are dancing, all of ours. <laughs> starting to see toes tapping. I'm starting to move a little bit. AJ seemingly already pissed underneath yeah, his desk. He yep. always does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have the under desk cam. Nope. I saw it. Nope. <laughs> This guy's Antonio awesome. Browns. This too? guy's Talk awesome. About that one. This guy's <laughs> amazing. So, is that a city in Pittsburgh? Gibsonia? It's yeah. A township. Township? They're about to revoke it because there's high school. He just, he just wanted to document where this happened or what? I think it's a well. Hey, it's like a very. It's a yup area, I think. Old, old video, too. He was having fun. <laughs> Always is. I'll say. Let's get to a break. He said he got hacked. Oh, I really? bet by Johnny Sins. He did. I just saw that. We apologize to all parties involved if there was a hacking situation. Even that elephant. That was actually him. Yeah. There's a lot of videos with Antonio Brown's dick on the internet all of a sudden. Yep. <laughs> by design. It's. I do think there's something about that. That like whenever you click on something, if it's kind of like, hey, Antonio Brown's trending. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, what happened here? You know, maybe he gave back. 
Maybe it's like, you know, because Antonio yeah. Brown. He ain't giving back. I don't know, but it's Antonio Brown. I'm very fascinated by Antonio Brown because he was so good at football. He was. President yeah. Donda. So good at football. So everything else, obviously. Yeah, of course. Devastating legacy. So I'll click on his name. Mm-hmm. And then it's just his penis is right staring at me. on. And I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I dressed up as an elephant. Yeah. yeah. Did I, Wait, did I know he, that was he coming? dressed up as an elephant? No. Yeah. No. He dressed up as dong. dong. But how was uh, I supposed to know that was coming? Two big floppy ears. It's mean? not his fault either. Brown. It's Antonio Brown. Were you shocked when you saw his dong when you clicked on it? If he <laughs> got hacked, it is a damn, it's not cool, okay, that that's yeah, happening. Of course. And that happened back in the day, and it was obviously terrible for everybody. And it yeah. is, But just me as a user on a platform, I had no idea that a penis dressed up as an elephant was going to be on my feet as soon as I click on something. And it's just going to clean that up. Let's clean it up. Good morning, Pat. How are you doing today? I asked myself, not bad. What's going on in the world? Oh, Antonio Brown's trending. What did Antonio Brown do? Boom. Oh, 15 pictures and videos of Antonio Brown's dick is here. What did he do last night? Jeez Louise, I can't even poop. Can we get out of here? Mm-hmm. Ever since he told us that Ben Roethlisberger was going to be back another year, That's I true. said I can't listen or tap on what this guy's doing. That was with... Uh, don't be sad. Cheech. What's up, Cheech? Danny boy, hustle hard. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be sad. That was yeah. the best part. Don't be sad. I know you're sad, Ben Roethlisberger. I wonder how... He had to make so much money on his cameo that oh. two, three weeks... Oh, yeah. yeah. After that yeah. Jets thing, yeah. Danny boy, hustle hard. Well, we're, we're talking Baumgartner numbers. No, I don't. Baumgartner yeah, is a professional. He's a hustler. Yeah. Well, is he yeah. still on her? Is Baumgartner still on her? Oh yeah, I'm he's sure he's killing it still. He's the face of it. We need one. He was I in think. a scandal the other day. Baumgartner, a lookalike at least with a police what? officer woman. Who police of, officer woman. Yeah, yep. kind of went oh, viral. No. Yeah, yeah. There is a Baumgartner oh, lookalike. Yeah, we got a Baumgartner lookalike. There's we something going that. on down there in Tennessee. In a police. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, you did. I heard about it. You. I don't know if you saw it or not. Now, Nick just sent me the elephant bit quick video. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people are creative. They're, They're very creative. Yeah. That's real. That was Antonio Brown. He went to Disney World and got that painted on his torso. <laughs> you think it was, it was an upcharge from the little person at the kiosk? I would assume so. It's a lot of paint. Yeah, exactly. my kids are waiting in line next. My kids want to get tiger stripes in the face after <laughs> five gallon bucket. Yep. People are creative. Did you hear? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. People are creative. That's his first reaction. They are. Oh, it is amazing the world we live in. Let's keep living in it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Woo! All right, let's do a let's do a potential giveaway. Mm-hmm. Darius, I saw you warming up before the show started. It appears as if you are all the way dialed in. You go, know, D-Bot. Would you like to take a few shots for the fine people that are watching this program? Let's do it. Okay, Darius The host of the Man to Man podcast, NFL matchups, and everything DB, which will be airing in six minutes on this here program. Darius Butler will attempt to make a shot into any of the holes out there. What? If he does that, we will give 10 people $500 who retweet this video, uh-huh. say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there so we can pay them officially on Cash App. AJ, anything to say to Darius before he gives it a go for the fine people? d does not need any help. This first one's going in. He knows it. Here you go, d Let's go, d Oh, is that right? Con it! Oh. oh. 
We did he learn. Is dialed in. He is dialed in. This is what every shot has looked like all day today. Uh-huh. Before the show started, he was doing this. AJ, we're talking close make, close make. make. He's dialed in today. Darius J. Butler noticed that it was an eighth of an inch low. Oh, oh that was oh, the one. Uh-oh. Look at Bill go. creeping. Look at Bill. Billy Picks has entered the Thunderdome. Boy, Bill. See you, Bill. Top left corner. Hey, you still got viewers. footballs, too. You yeah. still got footballs. You do what, You made that shot. No, don't, you're thinking about it too much. You shoot the ball like you did Are you before. thinking about throwing a chest pass into the bucket? Yeah. No, Dr. no. Dr. Pepper chest pass into the bucket? I mean, the exit. Hey, you can one bounce. One bounce, too, if you'd like. It doesn't have to go straight in. Oh, I thought you were going under the exit sign. That is yeah. a hole. That was tough. Where are we going now? Garbage can? Darius J. Buck. Go. Got it. Ooh. Time it. Oh. Oh, the bear no. in the dome. He did. <laughs> that counts, too. Ooh. Oh. Oh. What's the tip? What's right in tip? between the two. Right in between the two. Right. One oh. was a little bit short. One was a little bit long. Oh, there he is. Butler with the. That. What's the that tip? What's the tip? I don't think we can make that. That doesn't count. count. Could you imagine calculate if we calculate it? You wouldn't want that. No, no, you're right. You're right. You wouldn't want that. Make sure you calculate the thing. I'm better than that. You're right. We got a dorsal fin football. Last time it was thrown, a gash was taken out of the wall for 15 people to win $500. There's Jay Butler with a dorsal fin. Oh! Greatest dorsal fin thrower of all time. I don't know know if it was calibrated correctly. It it was calibrated correctly. (laughs) It wasn't on time, all right? It's a lot of Yeah. Yep. I think it's a movement. See, that's the whenever you. That's yeah, the difference. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Just All right. It. You'll have another opportunity. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Incredible attempts, though. Yeah. I think you still should have shot the basketball at the Yeah. Because you were dialed in. You were. Chest pass. I mean, that was just. I don't know. Yeah, but, but he just introduced a new one, I think. That's what I mean, on the last yep. one. No, it's a smart idea. Wow. I think it's a smart idea to introduce a new way to win. That's right. On the first. A one bouncer into the garbage can. Would be an impressive shot, yeah. and I think worthy of a giveaway. Absolutely. Yeah. And he knew he's going to have another opportunity in the next hour. Yep. Let's go, Bears. Oh, Come on, D-Bot. After, after everything, did the answer something right. Yeah, yeah. Anything to say to him, like halftime <clears throat> speech, uh, to get ready for the next time? AJ, you should sit on and think about Me, absolutely not. We heard Peyton. Peyton said he never made a halftime adjustment in 18 years, so. That's, that's bullshit. Two Super Bowls. Thank you. Because I done played against us for the second quarter and played against the third. And I had the red dot on me in the third. So I know you made some motherfucking adjustments. Oh, so he's probably assuming that that's not an adjustment. You make an adjustment literally every single play. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think okay, he's thinking? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I do yeah, wonder. I think he, no. How he views adjustments are probably different than other people view True. adjustments. Yeah. Like him him seeing you and you being the red dog, that's he probably thought, Oh, I can get hot here and did and he's like, Well that fourth that fourth and two game at, at Lucas Oil. Yeah, well, yeah. Sec, first half we had him, you know, had him. That third that next half they came out buzzing. So maybe I don't know, maybe it was just the fucking orange slices. Taking a piss. I find it hard that he's never been like went up to Reggie and was like, "Hey, instead of running it this way at halftime, let's run it this way for the second half." I assume it's happening at halftime, but I think what's probably also happening is like every series, yeah, yeah. they were Changes. doing. Like I think that's the type of offense they were running where they were calling plays at the line, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think you don't have to wait. They don't wait till halftime to make no, adjustments. He makes go. it instant in the moment. Peyton's adjusting, and I think he just assumes that's how it is everywhere. <laughs> how do you feel about it, AJ? How do you feel about halftime adjustments? Uh, never really too much you could do. I just try to get in there and take a leak before the coach started speaking and get a couple oranges 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you could change little things, but I think it's true. Like when when you're when something's messed up, you get on the sidelines and you fix it right there. At least mm -hmm. you attempt to. You don't really have to wait till halftime. I used to make a lot of adjustments at halftime. Got that full field again, mm -hmm. just like I thought Meyer was going to do the other night, man, because he needed it. I've that never seen somebody crazy. need halftime kicks more than that guy. Because there's been games where I needed it, where like. First one, not good. Oh, the wind must have done something different here. So I'm using halftime as like, uh, all right, I got to figure that, like, I'm making adjustments. No, like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to learn the fucking thing. So that's what I thought Maher was going to do at halftime. I thought, because he clearly was just like leaving it wide open. It's tough. And then he came back and fucking closed one. And I'm like, all right, halftime, this guy will get it figured out. Yeah. He missed the next one after that. And no thought to move the ball to the middle, though. There's just never. Yeah, I don't know what that deal is. I remember whenever that rule was made, the 33-yard extra point. Yeah. The conversation was, where are you going to do the extra point from? And they had stats and analytics for Vinny in his career, mm. how he was on each hash and in the middle and stuff like that. But he rarely kicked from the middle ever mm -hmm. because in the NFL, like especially with the way Peyton was running the offense and their whole thing, and Tom, they were on like hashes pretty much all the time. Like, Super Bowl kicks. Middle's a weird place to kind of kick from if you're on a hash all the time. So his stats from the middle were nowhere near it. And I remember us having a convo with a couple of people and then like just quickly being like, now we're going from the fucking middle. Yeah. What are we even, mm -hmm. you pull a little bit, you push a little bit. And I think I had a little bit more say in that because I was a kicker. And it was like middle, you can miss both. You can miss a little left, you can miss a little right. It's like, you have a much wider option there, but there's some guys whose miss is always a push. That seems and, easier. Like yeah. to, I guess the non-kickers. What, the, the middle? middle? Yeah. Not in the middle. Well, but, Prater. Prater talked about it, right? That one straight. day he just started kicking it, and it was... Started fading a little bit. It was just bit. fading, so he's like, okay, I guess I'm just kicking fades. Now. We're going to move the extra point over to the left <laughs> yeah. hash, mm -hmm. and then I'm just going to kick the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think the middle made sense. But also, I think a lot of people are scared to do it because you don't kick from the middle often. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you kick from the middle every extra point, all of a sudden you're kicking from the middle often. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny was fucking unbelievable. That guy's yeah. 40 some years old. I'm just going with a perfect season. We missed one in Tennessee. Should have had a perfect year. That's only one. I think Gary Anderson did it during a regular season for the Vikings, I think. We should have had it. What's the threshold? You have to make maybe. like 25, 30 to, to get there? Yeah, probably 25 plus, I'd assume. What do you think? That seems like enough. Yeah. 25, hey, 25. It's a good season. Vinny was hitting like fucking 50 yarders too. Yeah. Like 48 yeah. yarders, 47 yarders. Like we see a lot of these like 35 yarders. You, you see a guy go four for four long a 38 or whatever. Yeah. 38 is considered a rather chip shot Chip shot for NFL guys. Vinny was having like fucking 49 yard every week. Like 49, yeah. 51, 52. I'm like, this dude's old too. Like just fucking murdering. Kick it. I bet he could kick a 75 yarder now by the looks of him. Yeah. I wonder if that's what he's doing. Cause he, hey, he just, hey, congrats to Vinny, by the way. He's on the FanDuel team. Here you go, Vinny. Yeah. Oh, Vinny. I had a little bit of a heads up whenever they were shooting that it was taking place, but I'm excited about that. Him and Gronk, he was training Gronk to kick a kick of destiny uh, live during the Super Bowl commercial. Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement to kick a super, uh, field goal to win $10 million in bets for people that are on uh, FanDuel. Vinatieri's training him. Is Gronk in there in the Vinatieri gym? He mu he must be in the commercial. Yeah, you know, nice little. Are they montage. kicking in Arizona? Is it going to be on the field in Arizona or somewhere else? Running live. How I far? don't know. It's a great question. How far uh, is the kick? Yeah, Rihanna's holding. Was the whole net? Oh, yeah, while cool. she's Hope singing, we found love. She's gonna. That, that's gonna be a banger. Unbelievable. Right? Oh, yeah. snapping it's gonna it? be unbelievable. No, ASAP Rocky. So punk. ASAP Rocky. Posner will be holding it for her. Mm -hmm. I hope he is. 
need his positivity out there for the kick of destiny Settle for positivity. Oh. Yeah. What if, if Shut Gronk the fuck up and kick the ball? That's a Posner. <laughs> he wanted to have a moment with that. I like Posner. I'm just no, telling you, you what I heard. You no, you don't. Hate to see I you was don't. there. You got design shades yes. to hide your face. Is that Lou Holtz saying down. Mike Posner? A little bit. I hate Posner. I think he stinks. <laughs> I've been holding that Jeez. in. I'm, I'm glad Whoa. I fucking didn't go to the ESPN party. I would have been pissed if I would have got there. And hey, we got a special surprise. Mike Posner's performed. I would have fucking walked home. Posner performed like maybe within a stone's throw of my apartment in college. Free concert. You know, my sophomore year. I said, fuck it, I'm not going. I stayed in my apartment. You gave him no opportunity. You didn't even give the guy a chance. I heard the whole thing. I said, oh, yeah, I've never, these, all these songs fucking stink. I'm glad I didn't go stand over there. What is this guy I mean, no disrespect. What? Abitha yeah, is a fuck. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> AJ's AJ speaking for fun. Yeah, right. I Fox. wasn't there either, so I can't say anything. Foxy, what's his deal, dude? <laughs> Ty wasn't there. If Ty was there, it would have completely changed his mind. That's how good the performance was. I doubt was. it. I saw, Ty, I saw I video footage. Yeah, you, I saw video footage. No, you saw Bruce's Not performance. You it would have posed. Yeah, that was awesome. I wish I would have been there for that for sure. But it, oh yeah, same Posner. Yep. No. I mean, you, you, you give me a hundred bucks, I might go. Maybe. Oh, you're getting but, paid to go to this thing. <laughs> well, that's the only way you're getting me through the doors. <laughs> it's a gig. For Todd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. You, want me to act like, you want me to act like I enjoy it? Give me a thousand bucks cash and I'll, I'll gladly, you know, bop my head up and down. Hey, your restraint is fantastic because we've talked about posing a lot. Oh, I know. Multiple I know. Times. I know. Today was the day. Yeah, I just said, fuck it. I'm tired of acting like I like Posner. Because I don't. I like Posner. I'd like Posner to know that there's like none him. of that in there. AJ likes him. Foxy loves him. I like him. I shouldn't say because I don't know the man. Oh, um, you can't back up. But I, no, 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 I can't. I can't fucking stand his music. That's fair. So music is good. Very yeah, is fair. it subjective? <laughs> is it? I couldn't name you a song outside of fucking Abitha and, and the other one, Coons yes. and Me. I couldn't. Abiz is awesome. You don't know uh, "Bury Me in Detroit." Thank you. I banger. Don't, I don't. It's a banger. Uh, I that bet. Where from? What about oh, Move On? He went to Duke. He's from Detroit. No, that's fucking Mike Stud. Yeah, I thought that was Kanye. <laughs> Duke. Who went to Duke? Mike, Mike Stud, Stud, dude. This is unbelievable. I'm pulling up his top. Poser went to Duke. Uh, Macklemore. Did, Did he, he really? Macklemore. He signed by Jay Z. He was signed by Jay Z, right? Who Poser? Yeah. And how, how long after that did he cut his ass? Well, two months. Listen. <laughs> All right. So uh, I took a pill on a Beezer. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that is a banger. banger. Huh? Yes, that is a banger. I said it, that is a banger. Okay. Not everybody has a banger that could touch that song, right? I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, you know, really, twenty off the top of my head. It's a banger. It is yeah, a banger. banger. No two ways about it. Now, and we did say at the concert if he would have played Ibiza eight times straight, it's yep. not fucking levels. Well, Avicii is a different level. Yeah, R.I.P. Maybe cooler than me. Cooler than me featuring Big Sean. <laughs> uh, <hell laughs> two yeah. songs. That's three yeah. songs together. Here. I don't particularly think. Uh, cooler than me is a good song. Yeah, it's not <laughs> I know it. I've heard it. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a banger by any stretch of the imagination. Amen. All right, let's get to a break. Sorry about that, Poser man. man. Again, no disrespect, Poser. Good list. As a man, I'm sure you're. I actually, I love his Instagram. He actually has. He actually. You hate all his music, right? Yeah. So I, he has a song called "He Can Write a Song," though. Like 
he can write a good song. That's one of his songs. Make you fall it's a good in song. Love. Yeah, I mean, I, he yeah. used it in Cooler to me. I, I get it. It's awesome. Hey, Posner got bit by a rattlesnake. You didn't see it. I did see that. He almost yeah. died. I know. Walking across, across the country, the country like yeah. Forrest Gump. That was cool. Did he's he suck the venom out? How do how do he live? Peed on it. He went to the hospital. Oh, that's yeah, he's, he's a sax player. Yeah, Lee yeah. Corso. Lee. Yeah. Oh, Lee Corso got it out. All right. Yeah, I think he climbed Lee. Everest once too. Yeah, Thanks, Lee. Yep. He went over and did Wim Hof with Steve Weatherford, yep. who we all know. Damn right. Jack. He didn't climb Everest. Damn. Damn. I didn't watch his. <laughs> he did. He did, Tony. Thank you. Tony. He did. <laughs> yeah, he Kilimanjaro did. He did. Too, I, I watched a documentary on that. He ain't climbing. What would you just say? Kilimanjaro. He climbed that as well. I think he climbed he all he, like the seven. I thought he said killed Leonardo. Yeah. I thought you said he killed Leonardo. Yeah. Don't throw that out there. No. I was about to say that's a jive turkey situation. Yeah. yeah. Killed the aura. Stopped him. It's a new one. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's a new I haven't seen this one Shit. before. Kind of looks like a Sith Lord. Oh, man. Hey, Joe. Rest Love in you, peace, Joe. Joe. Thank you for what you degrees. did. Thank you, Joe. This is one of those days that he probably told AQ. Mm-hmm. Probably don't go golf today. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that storm broke in the hills of Pittsburgh. And AQ didn't get a chance to golf on a Wednesday because Donardo was a little bit off trying to save him from getting electrocuted by lightning. Boo-hoo. This guy's the best that ever did it. Mm-hmm. Was, it a, was Donardo the one in the elephant picture that Nick sent me? All right. <laughs> Let's get to a break. No. Probably. I, Probably. Would, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That he's reading the Doppler in heaven as we he speak. He is a Doppler. Oh, yeah. Got the Doppler on his mouse pad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Beast. That's because that's when he first started marketing it. Those are his mouse pads. He was yeah. selling them. And 50 when he cents. moves his hand over, it doesn't the Doppler move. Yeah. <laughs> he created the Doppler. I apologize. Apparently, he did make it to the top. <laughs> Miss you, Joe. Was he carried? No, he did. not Yeah, dude. Mike Posner. Did he really? Yes. He was with Steve Weatherford, Wim Hof. They were sitting in frozen lakes together. He trained for a long time. Yeah, I think it was part of the whole walking across the country thing. Wow. Well, he should have made a song about it. I think he has a whole album. Those Sherpas don't get enough credit. I just want that to be known. They just run up and down that thing all year. (laughs) They haul everything. They save a lot of people, too. Yeah. You watched the doc? Yeah. What was it called? Jake Gyllenhaal Climbs Everest. Yeah, it's called Everest. (laughs) All right. Good movie. (laughs) That's what this segment has done literally every mm-hmm. single week. Mm-hmm. What? Started out great. Yeah. Top tier. Oh my God. Only way you can go is dying from here, pal. Sorry about it. Long season. Yeah. What a tough way to start this whole thing out. Expectations are going to be high. And what do you do each week? Just came in banger. Bad. After Wide. banger. Wide. After banger. Wide. After banger. Wide. Shout out to Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Wide. And Birch. I don't know if Danny's with him. It is now time for Everything DB Let's with go. Darius Buck. Danny Boy! Let's go. Hey, Let's you made us it. smarter this year and better this year. Yes. We appreciate you for right, that. Thank you, DB. Appreciate you guys. Also, all it's pro teams going to be needed from you uh, Super Bowl week. Oh, okay. That'll give me enough time. Yep. Give me enough time. A couple weeks. Are you judging on the season or the whole year? I think it's all year. Like playoffs I, include? That's not fair. Why not? What do you mean? I Most mean, important football. I know. Guy like Patrick Sertain. Didn't oh, make a yeah. Jack Jones. Player. A lot they of great right. players out there that you know, may be on shitty teams. Everyone's okay, team. so I have two different ones. Minka. Okay. Because AQ's got to do this as well. Right. Cool. Yeah. Chuck Pagano's got to do this as well. Mm-hmm. AJ's doing it. Yep. I'm going to do it. Who's Chuck yeah. done? 
All the coaches. Chuck's the whole team. Oh, okay. And he is picking his coaches, yep, too. Coaches. Whole thing. Full staff. Offense coordinator, defense coordinator. All the way to training. That's good. First string, second string for both of those. Head trainer. So you got teams? Me? You got teams? Or yeah, I think so. I'm going five deep, though. No you big deal. I mean? mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. Yeah, well, that's because I don't want to judge anybody. Tough years for some people, but they yeah. did great. Yeah. Tough situations, not fantastic. It's not easy to be as good. You know what I mean? It's going to be tough to put together your team. I it think. is. It is. But, you know, no excuses, no explanations, man. Yeah, like Stonehouse. Showed up, you fucking played, you balled. Sauce hey. Gardner, uh, he'll be on one of the all-pro teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Spoiler whoa, congrats alert. Congrats to Sauce. They did it, Sauce. Okay. All right, Sauce. Hey. AJ, do you want to give away somebody that maybe made your uh, all-pro team, AJ's all-pro team? Uh, I don't have to give anyone away. I think everybody knows how big a fan of uh, Fred Warner I am. Whoa, congratulations. Oh, Fred Warner. Fred Warner. Congrats, Minka. Some of the great ones, though. All right. Minka had a great year. Jack Jones. Let's dive into it, uh, everything DB. With Let's get to it. From Wild Card Weekend, uh, obviously this was one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, tell of two halves for this quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Kind of came into his own, though, in the second half. Uh, four interceptions. Four touchdowns. This is one of those first half interceptions. One of Asante Samuel Jr.'s three first half interceptions, which was crazy. So a lot of uh, a lot of their passing game in the first half was a lot of in breaking routes, and obviously the team had to beat on first one. I believe was a tip pass across the middle. Asante uh, jumped this dig route that we're going to see from the point uh, to be this tight end, and then it was a another crossing route that Asante Samuel picked off from a cover two flat defender. Now this is this is a great this is a quarters coverage. Um, from this bunch route, you're going to get a dig. A lot of in-breaking routes. And Asante Samuel Jr. is all over. This backside safety actually almost gets a hand on it, too. But uh, Trevor Lawrence wasn't scared. He's was making his reads. He was believing his reads, stepping into it and making his throws. You'll see it right here. So right now, see Christian Kirk going across the field. He's already anticipating his break with outside leverage. Unbelievable play by this young second-year corner, Asante Samuel Jr. Boom. Great job. Aggressive at the break point. Oh, yeah. What a catch. An, an unbelievable catch. Great ball skills, just like his pops. Um, and yeah. Once again, an unbelievable play by Asante Samuel Jr. This is, and this is a big, this is a tight end, too. So that's a big body from a smaller corner to beat him to that spot. That's a very, very uh, impressive play. Good instincts. Huh? Great, great yeah, job. Brought up in the game. Great. Understands the goals. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, so you said. Confidence. Yeah, so running back to the beginning. So when you see young quarterback, and this is something that as, as a DB, especially when I moved to safety, you always – the first thing I would look at is quarterbacks, and with all these guys that are left, they all basically read the entire field. He starts his full progression. He goes from the left, and he goes all the way back to the right, in rhythm, steps into it, and makes the throw. Obviously, this corner makes an incredible play right here, but you keep repeating this process. You see him full, full field skin, good throw, and just an unbelievable play from the DB. Ooh, Ooh, that's, a, yeah. that's a gutsy throw, isn't it? He's yeah. kind of really squeezing in that window. Yeah, yeah. and you, you trust your tight end, you trust your big body to beat whoever that DB is to that spot. You just throw it to – a lot of the times you're throwing his timing, you're throwing it to a spot. So that's what he did um, there. So we don't think this is a shit ball here from Trevor. I don't think so. I think it's, it's – it, like uh, AJ just mentioned, it's, it's definitely a risk, but it's going to be a lot of risky balls. It's going to be a lot of tight coverage. That's, that's, that's the men's league. How come this guy keeps saying that he's overthrowing balls? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's AQ. That. A, not you. AQ. Uh, uh, Mr. Crossing Rock. Yeah, AQ yeah. says he, he misses uh, three yards. This guy's missing. That's what AQ's saying. A lot of guys do, right? It's a bad miss. Yeah, it was a bad miss, but, you know, that happens. 
Happens to the best of them. We saw Mahomes with a bad miss a few weeks ago going yeah. across his body. So Josh Allen, young kid, second year, um, playoffs, like big time. And and then we'll get to it. How he bounced back. So this was actually 28 seconds left in the second quarter. So this is right before the half, uh, where they obviously needed a touchdown here. Christian Kirk obviously made a lot of noise in this offseason when he signed his deal and balled out. He's going to be double, so he's going to take two guys. And then, A.J., I'm sure, A.J., you've seen this route a ton, a guy coming at the middle linebacker and then going up the field. So that's what Evan Ingram does at this, at this point. He's had a hell of a year, too, yeah. um, after, you know, kind of flaming out early on. He's found his home here. He comes running the uh, middle linebacker, and he just goes straight up the field. Once again, confidence in his read, accurate throw, oh. bing, bing. And then Christian Kirk, who was a key to this uh, defensive secondary, he takes two guys, which makes that read even cleaner for, uh, for um, Trevor Lawrence. Was it at this point you kind of started pooping your pants a little bit as a Chargers yeah. fan? You know oh, what? No. At, this was huge. This was big because, you know, momentum. Mm-hmm. And I think Jacksonville got the ball back in the second half as well. So every and, and if you're watching the game, everything was going. It was kind of like that Vikings game when they were up on the Colts. Like everything was – it was a muff punt. Like everything was just going wrong. And you get in the halftime, you say, all right, you know, they played their best ball. We played our shittiest ball. Let's get back to it. So when you have a touchdown like this going into the half, this is huge. Dude, he thought he had it. Yeah, he's his own dropper, so he's there. And that's a good route. That route is designed for, to, for him to be patient, run at the middle linebacker, and then go straight up the field. High ball, go up there and get it, big fella. Right, going right back to the guy that he threw the interception on. And now this play, um, it was a ton of plays you could have found. But this one right here, I like this right here. I like this right here. This lets him know you got confidence. You got confidence in what you see. You're obviously prepared, and you're definitely not scared. So he sees something from this defense. He sees a look. And we talk about it all the time. When you put speed at three, when you put your – especially when it's your best receiver, you put your best receiver at three, that always impacts the defense. Whatever coverage you're playing, it could be cover three, cover four, cover two. Whatever coverage that is, that's going to be a problem when you have speed at three. So he knows – one of these DBs, so on this instance, it's going to be Derwin James. He's going to be locked in on Christian Kirk running this, what he oh, anticipates is a crossing route. But he's going to run and stop and hook up. And Zay Jones from the slot is actually going to run this cross route. As soon as he clears the second level, he's literally going to put his head down and just run to the end zone. And Trevor Lawrence makes this read, but he makes this read pre-snap. Like when he's doing all this shit, he knows exactly what's coming right now. Run it. Pause. So pause it right too. now. So right now, Derwin's, he's going to stop and take Christian Kirk, and this guy is literally just going to put his head down, haul ass to the end zone, and he's going to drop a dot on him. Oh, shit. Oh, gorgeous. Did you yeah. see him put his actual head down? Yeah. That's out he of took a movie. Off. Yeah, like, got to go. Because like, he sees <laughs> shit. It ain't, it's, it's nothing. When, they, when he got this check at the line, when Trevor Lawrence check, check, everyone knew in that offense, hey, this is the one. This is what we practiced for. This is what we saw. We got 13 at three. He's going to eat up this backside safety, whatever it is. I'm going to run like I'm running across and just stop. And once again, we're in the alumni section, too. This is where we alert shot early down. And this is just, you know, dialed, dialed it up. Doug Peterson dialed it up. 30-20. Jeez. <laughs> like, <literally, laughs> you know, let me, get, let me dig a little bit and then put that head back. But that was, I mean, a great play. <laughs> uh, they're fucking crushing it down yeah, there, Yeah, dude. they're awesome. I don't think anybody on earth expects him to go win it either, like no. even them. So it's already been a successful season. Off-season's amazing. Mm-hmm. Vibes are so high. Yeah. We can invest. We can spend money. We can build on this forever. Yeah. What a good time to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Also, knowing they have Calvin Ridley already next yeah. year, like this offense, how much better it's going to be. Whew. Yeah.
A lot of weapons. Man, shit, ETN, obviously he ended the he's game. Awesome. Uh, AQ showed you guys that yesterday, but he's an unbelievable weapon. You get some more depth there, continue to build across your offensive line. It could, it could be um, – And Trevor is a guy. Right? He's a guy. He's a dude. They have one-year contracts, too, on this team, so they will have money to spend. It shows you how important – you know, obviously we know coaching is important, but, like, this guy could have easily – if they stayed with Urban Meyer, they could have easily – you know, this guy three years in, we could have been calling him a bust because mm-hmm. of what was just going on organizationally. But you got to – you know, you bring in Doug Peterson, he comes in and it's in the damn division around going up the um, – How do you feel Aaron. about Doug and his uh, visor? Right? Is he have a yeah, visor? Yeah, he's got oh, a visor. Yeah. His cool his hair. hair is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect for a Florida team. Yeah. Yep. Trevor like Lawrence it. also respects him because of his hair, he said. He said that? No. <laughs> but you could see him saying that. Trevor said 20 of them were at Waffle him. House. Yeah. Deep. They made a reservation. You got yeah. to go to Waffle House deep. Good move. Smart move, Trevor. Yeah, kick yeah, in there alone. He'll get taken over. Let's go mm-hmm. there with two, three people. Yes, uh, Brock Purdy. Now, this, this, this. <laughs> This system, man, they, they, they got it rolling. Uh, and Brock Purdy has it rolling, too. He do, obviously does a lot of things um, improv with his feet, with his athleticism. But you run it back a little bit. This is just a fake. They're going to fake toss this thing. Obviously, pre-snap motion as well with juice. And fake toss it to a C-mat. And you're going to get a crossing route from Debo. It's covered three on the back end. But all these guys, like, I mean, watch this backside down safety, how he reacts to this fake toss. Just, just watch how long it takes him to realize oh, that it's no. a play-action pass. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh, no. So, pause it. So, now you got Debo already passed. So, this is the only player backside that can take this guy because, obviously, this backside corner is taken by um, Brandon Ayuk and his deep route. So, by the time Brock Purdy, he just has to flip his hips and throw this ball before this backside defender gets to him, which he does. But it's not, you know, this is not one of those plays where it's like, oh, my God, this is an amazing play. Just a guy just doing his job, but the fake toss – the little pre-snap motion with Juice in the backfield, the fake toss to C-Mac. Obviously, you see the influence that it had on the run defense, and then you Ayuk. get the ball in the Debo hands, blocking his ass off downfield, and then running back a little bit. For this free safety, it's tough because you got to make a decision. Okay, do I go over the top and then just trust my linebacker to run Debo down and tackle him from back here, or do I trust my corner? Now, as a corner, Coach Port for the corner, you got to send it back inside at this point. Where right? your fr- where's your help? Yeah, you got to send it back inside. You got one, two, three guys that could potentially tackle him if you make him cut it back. Young corner, rookie corner, you got to win that matchup and at least force him to go back inside. Because right now, when he gets the boundary, you're still getting blocked, getting held. You're going to get held at DB. That's just going to happen. DB coach just tell you, hey, just don't fucking let him hold you. Different gear. And, I mean, he, he put it on the gear. Obviously, Debo's fully healthy. But, I mean, great play design and obviously great execution. And then you put the ball in your playmaker's hands. Hey, it all gets sucked up, AJ. That's what Christian McCaffrey will do for And, I mean, right. their whole run game in general is just crazy. That's a good. That's a damn good safety, too. Yeah, their mm. own line and their run game feels like I they're unbelievable at sucking up linebackers. Look at that, man. Yeah. <laughs> and a scheme. Yeah. Shanahan mm-hmm. yeah. sucks up linebackers like there's no tomorrow. Oh, innuendo. What? That's why AJ loves I'm Shanahan I'm so strictly much. saying. Football. Yeah. I, didn't, I, do I don't like even know what you guys are talking yeah. about. Look at that. Yeah. Brock, at least stopping oh. and flipping his hips early, not floating. Good yep. for him. Like yep. some guys like might just keep floating and like get almost they wouldn't really be have their feet set to throw that. And also he goes this way too. Yeah, exactly. He floats back yep. almost. He buys, he buys himself time, yeah. It's nice. It is smart. That's like a that's athlete space. Uh, spatial awareness. Run, run back. Play, I bet he played I bet he played two or three, four sports growing up. For sure. For sure, for sure. Running back all the way to the beginning, just watch this pre snap. Just just this. I mean it looks like nothing. But AJ would know better than I would. Like 
all these little fucking movements and shit. It causes something, some type of thinking, some type of communication for these linebackers. Because you know something's coming. Yeah, yep. you know something's coming every play. You just don't know exactly which, like, what movement you're going to get on this one. So, yeah, oh, are we going to have to change the line? Are we have to full reset? What are we mm-hmm. going to do? And then yeah, just shuffle, every shuffle. play, they got you thinking. Yeah. And with how mobile he is, like, even if there was someone covering him, if he, he could probably still get around this D-end, right? You know what's yeah. interesting, and, and you guys know football better than me, it almost feels like Shanahan's fishing right now. And with this guy, hey, pay attention, okay, to this guy. And they just, he just gets him to fucking what? He runs all the way over here, all the way to the back, and then he's got everybody's attention, then he goes this way. Because mm-hmm. if you talk to, like, AQ breaking down the Niners' run game, he's mm-hmm. like, wherever Juszczyk's going is normally where the point of contact is yeah. going to be. Like, such a good set, so much setting yeah. up yeah. for all of this shit that's taking place. And he already got it all, all the framework in there because film, everybody knows they can run it. Like, they're set up forever now. Yeah. You, you got, and, and shit, they ran 450 yards plus, and I think the, every start that Brock Purdy's had. So that fucking helps too. So you got to try to stop the run game. And they have a, it's not like a fake, they, like they, they run a toss off this play, they run a toss yeah. pass off this play. And then, like AJ said, like flipping your hips, making that throw. You know, it looks routine, it looks easy. But no, that, he's that's, trash. That's, that's mm-hmm. a part of it. Anybody could do what he's doing. That's what people are saying. No. Oh, yeah. No, Some I, of the I throws. Like I like him. I love him. He's in a good, great situation, obviously. But Not he's making fault. plays. The, the Elijah Williams touchdown, that was all him. Yeah, and this um, is his second half touchdown, too, right? So they probably set up the first half mm-hmm. with five or six of those plays and then just save that one. Young boy Lenore out there at corner, cover three. Once again, run a lot of zone coverage. But he and to, this title locket, too. Good, uh, good receiver, obviously. Anticipating this in the, in the deep third, open hips, anticipating the break at the break point, get out of his break, and then make the play on the Ooh, great drop great by that play. Great running play, back man. real quick. That's like that's a that's a tough that's a tough tough play. Whenever you're open at that corner position, that's usually the route that you're actually okay giving up in that coverage. Like a coach play, okay, you know that just beats the coverage. It helps also because you got everything here. Yeah, yeah. Green law, curl, that curl flat. Yeah. right, D-back. It helps also. It, running back, actually, got to get Fred Warner. Got to get AJ's guy too. Because if you want to get this play action, and just watch. Let's watch Fred Warner first, and then we'll get up to Green Law, and then we'll get up to the corner. But just watch his reaction. Play action? Nope, not that. Where's DK Metcalf? He's not fooled. Where's yeah, DK he's Metcalf? Not fooled. So fast. Like I know exactly. I know where DK Metcalf lined up. Where is he? Mm. And he feels the alignment too. He yeah. can feel the alignment aren't firing out. So he's like, "Yep, pass. Here we go. Boom. Right no, to my no wasted movement. Man, then so he's, good. Oh, he's already locked in. Yeah. Then he's Greenlaw got though. Doesn't Greenlaw make that corner feel a lot yeah. safer being up yeah. high on this because he's underneath it and going to force a high ball. Yeah. So if you just let it uh, play, Pat, you'll see the same thing with him. He gets a little to jump up, but then he gets he gets his width and his depth. Yeah, right there. That yeah. depth, right there. He got to. Yeah, and then a great job out of the corner, obviously, at the top of the route, getting out of there efficiently and then making a play on the ball. See that burst by Greenlaw? Jeez, when yeah. he decided to get – dude, he decided to, like, go vertical. Man. That dude got into another gear. All, all these dudes, man, are, are, are special Jeez. in the second level. All of them. Honestly, they all could have been from the pro bowlers this year. Damn. So, 17 – is that how many yards that was? 17 yards down the field when he cut back? Um, yeah, first and 10, right? Yeah, so this is the line of scrimmage. So is that normal? At what point do you think it's only a go? Uh, d- d- it depends on the system. So this system, you're running. Uh, some some teams will run 14 yard comes back. Some teams will run 18. Some can fucking run them at 20 something, depending so on who 18, the quarterback yeah. is. So, um, yeah. So he, he, this is a great job playing that break point and knowing what offense you're playing and where those break points are. 
you know, through that five to seven window, and then you get to the intermediate, and then, all right, you know, at some point it's a go ball. Yeah, like 18 probably there. Once off. you go beyond that, you know, kind of 18, 20-yard range now, okay, we're, we're running. Damn, so much thinking. Yeah. I'm pretty but I mean, it's reps, too. It's, it's more of a Pun. field thing. You, you don't want to be thinking when you're out there playing. You just, it's a field, it's a rep, it's a defense. That's why, as a defense, when you're installing these defenses, people say, oh, well, why doesn't my defense just play more man this week? Or why don't they play more cover three or more fire? Like, you got to rep that shit over and over and over and over again. Like, you see Fred Warner go up there, but nope, okay, I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going to be attacked. That's, attacked. That's because it's repped over and over um, and over again. I think the last defense. Our top in scoring defense and top in yards defense to win the Super Bowl was the Seahawks, their LOB defense in 2013, which, once again, ran a lot of the same coverages over and over again, but they just repped it, repped it over and over and over Bro, again. Bro, none of them ate at all, No, AJ. You see that? They're fucking – this is where they're at. Yeah, watch. Play action. They run. Kenneth Walker's a guy. They <laughs> oh, run they the, they the line, though. High they hats. feel the high hats. High hats. They didn't even move. They're not fooled by the. They're not fooled by the tight end coming back across the ball or anything. Sometimes guys can get caught up in that and take a bad step. Because that's supposed to be Metcalf right over the middle, right? Probably Metcalf is going. I mean, it's yeah. got to be demoralizing <laughs> if you're the Seahawks or you're facing this team. You're like, man, like these dudes just snap to it instinct. Like they, yep. they're reading our mail. Yeah, that was a different thing. <laughs> reading our mail between the last coaches. Play, say that. Yeah, <laughs> ain't heard that in a while. Mm-hmm. That last play, the Seahawks. I mean, they didn't realize it wasn't a run until it was too late. Exactly. It was like the yeah. complete opposite of that. Exactly. Jeez. How do you be? Walker's not happy. Not happy. Not happy. <laughs> so pissed. Oh, Give no. me the ball tonight. We're respecting our fate. Man, it, it wasn't even a single. I think, it it's, some, a, I think it's something between him and uh, Gino. For, uh, they got, really? They got Whoa. Really? Oh, really? Oh, Sideline earlier in the season kind of going at You don't see that from rookies a lot. I, maybe it's a new league too, but rookie going at quarterback. Vince Wilforce. Look at this guy. He knows what he's saying. He ain't ever telling us, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that guy knows what he's saying. He ain't ever telling us, though. It's all right, man. Hey, listen. Good mustache on that guy, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. He looks sweet. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Ooh. Daniel Jones. Now, this is Slayton in the slot. Was this one Slayton? Yep. Or? Yep. Yeah. Okay, Slayton in the slot. He's going to be coming. From, so, this is a quarter, quarter, half. So, it's going to be half coverage up top. Oh, wait, is this? Let me make sure. Okay, yes, there we go. Run it back real quick, please. Yep. So quarter, quarter, half. So this is half field coverage up here, cover two, flat defender, deep half. And then we got quarters down here, quarter safety, quarters corner. And they're going to end up after Matt Breida goes across in motion with just one receiver backside. As this quarter safety, he's going to be kind of the only one that can pick up this crossing route from Darius Slayton. And he's going to try, he's going to see it late, try to twist and almost a speed turn into it, but he's going to run into the receiver, and that's how he comes wide open. He kind of sees it late. So right now, boom, he sees it, and he uh, tries the speed turn, but he, uh, boom. Oh, boy. But it's oh, quarter, no. quarter, half. Daniel Jones been making these type of throws, these type of reads. Another guy who shows you how important coaching is because the year that he's having, obviously throwing the ball, but taking care of the ball. Using his legs. There's one drive in this game where I felt like they ran the ball oh, yeah. with him like six, seven times mm-hmm. in a row. Yeah. One too many. Uh, yeah, one On too many. He, he was gassed. Uh, but this is the playoffs. Um, so yep, it's, it's right. either, hey, look, ice it up. Ice up some. You get it done. Whatever it takes to get this win. 
Um, he 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 played his ass off this week. They seemingly have a spirit about them. Yeah, oh, yeah. they got some moxie. Yeah, they do. They do have some moxie, yeah. don't Whole they? Team. I like it. They've taken on Dab Day Balls. Including this guy. What sure. a rebirth. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Third and three right here. Expecting him to be very active in the passing game again this week. Um, so this is cover three. Third and three. You got uh, Saquon backside. You're just going to run everybody across this way and then just leak him out late, kind of away from his original alignment. You'll see, we always talk about who's relating to three. He becomes the new number three. Usually it's that middle linebacker. He's trying to get a reroute, and it's too late at this point. He's already out leveraged. Oh, no. You get the ball in 26's hands, uh, and it's another, you know, it's 20 awful. yards. It's so hard. And it's tough. See it's tough. Later. AJ, I'm oh, sure you usually you see this they in can, the red zone with Kansas oh, City Chiefs. They do this a lot. But when you align to that right side and leak a back out to that opposite side, man. See and those backers have to like banjo the tight end in the back. They both are like, okay, we got these guys. If oh. they crawl, there's they can create a lot of issues if they come out slow and mm-hmm. then they crawl like the back crosses. They come out if they come out fast. It's all cool. You kind of like yeah, yeah, it declares itself. But when that tight end goes vertical, Kendrick's got to hang on him a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, it's too late. Saquon's too fast. First down. Think yeah. about how tired he's got to be. This is a haul uh-huh. ass thirty three too. So it's like you're trying to be tight yeah. coverage. Yeah, staying on the field. Boom. Good play call. <laughs> great, great play call. If you see the tight copy, too, you'll see how quick and how tough it is for Kendricks to try to pass that off. You'll see the bind that he's in. Because right now, he's back there. You know he's back there, but you're not really thinking about him much. You think about what you got front side. This is number three. He's already a little wide, so let me get to my work. And then you get your hands on your work, and it's like, and oh, that's shit. that's the sticks, too. Yep. You're right Look, I'm sticks. talking. See, they're trying to yep. talk right so, now. Hey, go, 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 go. Here we go. Yeah. Man. So, so Hicks <laughs> trying to point it out. And basically Give let them know, hey, I'm going to get to yours. You got to get to that one. Gives me nightmares. Yeah, too late. A little PTSD there, AJ? Teams can mess with you, especially when they go three by one, offset the back away. Like, they can really mess with you if they know that the both backers have them. Well, and they set the, do they set the tight, down, uh, the tight end, like, out a little so it takes them longer to get in front of Kendricks's face? That would actually get him in better position time? to take Saquon, though. Yeah, because that would give uh, Kendricks more width which would yeah. take longer for Saquon to get out. But since, you know, Kendrick is trying to get, once again, get on his work, it's third and three. Hey, let's make Look this at Saquon, too, D, but look at Saquon, though. Like, he does, if he, if he's impatient and he flies out to the flat, Kendricks will see that. I think you see it flash yeah. and it'll pop off. But mm-hmm. if you see, Saquon kind of pops up like it's a screen almost, and then he goes and bursts yeah. through the line. Patience, yep. Yeah, watch, like, that little hop right there saved him because Kendricks would have seen him if he would have turned his shoulders and taken off right away. Watch with Hicks, Hicks point, like, hey, hey, yeah. hey. Uh-oh. <laughs> It's coming. Here it is. We talked about this. Too late. Boop. Mm. Look at that pocket, too. Yeah, the pocket. What a play design, huh, Brucey? <laughs> Dayball's in his lap. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe Bruce. They went it all, maybe Posner will play their uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would so be Bruce terrible. I got design changes to hide. Don't you be singing it. I'm mocking his ass when I'm doing it. That's why. Song stinks. You know the words though. I know cooler than me. Oh shit! The song's a heater. Okay. Oh, it's never. We're gonna run that. into Posner. We're gonna run into him. I hope That's we fine. do. Yeah. We we're on the record and off the record. Him. Where are yes. we gonna run into? Posner? I love Posner. <laughs> love him. Me too. AJ? Same here. Second, I second that. Love Posner. Hey, Didn't get to go to the show, unfortunately. Evan, third time's that. Connor, go ahead. I like the man. You don't know the man. I second that as well. I do know the man. Walked across the fucking country like Forrest Gump. Climbed Everest. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. The medal this guy's got. 
You were just reminded all these things very recently, it sounds like. (laughs) Well, yeah, I didn't know him. You know, I had no idea. I just thought, oh, this guy's just a guy who makes shitty ass music. (laughs) But he's not. He's yeah. not. He's much more than that. Yeah, we like Michael Posner. Thank you. Yeah, you guys like Mike it. Posner. I like Mike and Michael. True. I'm cool with both of them. Yeah. Let's get back to it. <laughs> last two, Sorry, last two plays of the game to seal the, the victory. Once again, Big talked deal. about it earlier. Um, did a great job executing their alignment. You see all these DBs on the field. Another guy, Xavier McKinney, was a first-round mm-hmm. pick for them. Had an injury, bad injury this year off well, the field. Tied. Got back um, is playing good football. Had a deep ball to Jefferson that he was in great position on. This is good coverage on uh, Hawkinson. Running back a little bit. This is third and eight. So they play before the last play of the game. Justin Jefferson in the slot. Adoree Jackson, follow him. Another offseason signer for them. Follow him all around the field. And he had help a lot of the time. But mm. nice little reroute. Nice little quick jam. Offhand jam. And what this also does for him is it makes, him, it, it, makes it easier for him to keep maintain his leverage, his outside leverage on Justin Jefferson. Because if he has this help inside and Justin Jefferson somehow takes an outside release, you've now eliminated all your help in here. So great job by him getting that stab, being outside. The uh, safety, I believe this is Julian Love. He's in position with the inside. And then this guy, somebody's got to wear the hat, right? Somebody's got the tough down man coverage when you're doubling somebody. So it's going to be a flop here. And he does a, a great job in this crossing route with K.J. Osborne. Ball's a little behind him, but, you know, it's going to happen. But he makes a great play just hustling his ass off and playing his hands. Never looks back. Wasn't necessarily in phase, but playing his hands late and getting his PBU to make it Man. the fourth and eight. So great job by them. Hey, somebody else, this is what you're saying. And when, you get, when Chuck gets up here on Thursday and he puts those game records up here, you put 18 up there, you say, all right, this guy can't beat us. Somebody else has to beat us. K.J. Osborne, Adam Thielen, T.J. Hawkinson. Somebody else got to beat us today. There won't be 18. And they executed their game plan, I believe, to perfection. D.B., 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 D.B. Thibodeau. D.B. size red. Yeah. Plays when you were off. saying teams like the Bengals from last year, the Giants almost have that feel, too. Yep. They could. They could. That's With a Daniel great re- – it's hard to get your hands on, guys, right? It is. it is, especially when you're square, when you may have two-way goals. But when you got a guy like this, it's almost like basketball. If I know I got a double team coming, I just got to, you know, take away a baseline. It's much easier for me to play good defense if I just got to take away one side. But when a guy got a two-way goal on you, it's like ISO at the top of the key. That's a completely different ball game. And Dory Jackson is a, is a hell of an athlete, too. So that's a great athlete to put on another athlete like Justin Jefferson. And then that's a hell of a play. You see his head, never. if you go back a couple frames, it's a, a coaching point for DBs. You're in this phase, especially running across the field. Just play the hands. Don't look back. Start to fade. Tw- play the hands. The receiver will show you the hands. And when that ball's behind him, you make that play. Bang. Great play, which makes it fourth down, um, which, you know, Kirk Cousins ended up checking down. You got TJ Hawkinson in the slot. You got Justin Jefferson. Now he's outside wide. Once again, Adoree Jackson, outside leverage. Maintain his leverage early. There's never a doubt about what leverage he has. He knows he's going to have inside help with Julian Love. So they were repping this a lot. And it's good when you're double teaming a guy. I like to know how my guy on the other side of that leverage is going to play it as well. So they played this um, great. You got the post safety, man the coverage everywhere else. Man coverage here with Xavier McKinney on TJ Hawkinson. He does a great job as well, being physical, being sticky. Because if it's space there and you give it to TJ, it's, it's a much higher possibility that he catches this and breaks this tackle. But right there, he's getting tackled before he can even get both feet in the ground. So great execution by everybody in the back end. And then when you get to the tight copy, K.J. Osborne kind of comes open late with this crossing route, but he'll never be able to get to him 
with uh, Dexter, sexy Dexy. What's the right answer lap. here? Yeah, theme here. On top. Mm, I mean, the right answer is if you, it will be there, but you, actually, the right answer is throw it up to Jefferson yeah. in the double team. He's breaking yeah. on the seven route, just like the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills game. Play, yeah. You throw it up fourth and eighteen, and I Get mean, PI, you, you pray for a PI. You pray for Justin Jefferson to make a play, but this one with this tight coverage. I would rather throw to him on the double team than him in this situation. Now, if he's back here and you throw it to him, he, you, you got a much better chance of breaking that tackle. That's one thing. But right now, the right answer is there because you're never going to get backside. And Kirk Cousins was already feeling uh, Lawrence. This was already after that rough in the passer that they called. So he had felt 97 in 99. Don't forget Those about Little Williams. Yeah, but these dogs inside, that's why you can play with seven DBs when you got guys up front. So it's no, so like this ain't Madden. Like it ain't like you could just look there and throw back to this crossing route. He have, his feet will have to turn, shoulders, everything, and there's no way for him to do that with his pocket looking like that. We were just talking second half adjustments. Why would they not double Dexter Lawrence like at some point during? I think they tried. He split he split a bunch of doubles. If yeah. you watch, he split he split them when they doubled him. Well, then you got because this guy Williams just did Thibodeau. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And watch this movement. You got Thibodeau coming and they're doing this. And I think this right tackle was Jeez. kind of a new guy, so it. It's hard to do that. Hold on, 29's in the box though, right now, right? Two? No, he, he's a man to man coverage though. Oh, is he? They yeah. know it. He's not yeah, coming. He, he's, yeah. So it's just three on three out there. Yeah, he's right. Coverage. They could have time. What are we doing? Or even so, like a lot of people were defending Cousins' decision on this, and I understand you're under pressure, but in this point, game, like you still have to throw that past the sticks, right? Like you can't you can't assume that Hawkinson is going to fucking break a tackle and and get like you know seven yards of yak if, and move the chains. Yeah, if you go back to the wide copy now. It's once again he's 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 covered right. It, it's this is the I mean it's nowhere to really throw this ball. That's when you just throw it up to your best player and you pray. Yeah. Because this right here, I mean, can he break a tackle? Yeah, he could break one, but with this tight coverage, it's much less. And he collisions him right there. Who's that again, Debo? Uh, Xavier McKinney. On the fact that he collisions him right there, yep. like at four or five yards. That's what because normally that little. All of a sudden, Hawkinson turns out, boom, he catches, he falls forward for nine yards. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they probably hoped would happen. But when you collision right there, you yeah. not only mess up the timing, but you get, like, you close the gap. Yeah. Well, so, with the pressure, man. too, like, he, he's not throwing it on a rope. He, Hawkinson has to kind of, like, come back and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I just, that, that made no for, sense. For Kirk, it's like, hey, I got to get this shit. Can't to take somebody. a sack. I, gotta, yeah, I, gotta get, I can't take a sack. I got to get to yeah. somebody. I can't get it back to Dalvin. Dalvin's kind of check releasing. So he can't turn his body back in that direction and throw to anybody over here, honestly. Let's judge him from slow motion all 22. (laughs) Let's do this. The thing is they've already had, like, the fuck it fourth down play and it worked. Like, it just didn't make any sense not to just go right back to it. Hey, no matter what, you're throwing it to your best player. Yeah, I'm throwing it out there. And I'm throwing it near the sideline because the thing about a double team, like, I got outside leverage, you got inside leverage, but you throw this ball out here, it's going to end up being one-on-one with with me and Adoree Jackson. So that is the correct throw to make there, um, but this is the this is the you know this is his second option, the only other option he had to this front side, and um, yeah, because yeah, I give the Giants. Point. How about we give the Giants some credit on this Absolutely. coverage? Oh, no, for sure, in yeah. a key moment too. Like, what a what a play! Last ball. two plays, third and eight, and yeah. then fourth and eight, because Kirk was kind of dealing this game, but um, the drive before this one, they came out, defense came out, got a stop, uh, then Slayton dropped the crossing route, which. Yep. Went, Ended essentially the ended the game, yeah. and then the defense had to jog on and get another stop, which they did. So, give great credit to uh, Wink Martindale and that Giants defense. Hell yeah, and to you. Hell yeah, yeah. D-Bot. Thank you, D-Bot. Thank you. AJ, hey. what's your big takeaway from today's program? 
That's a great question. I'd have to think about that one. I don't really know off the top we got of my head. Time. Get back to me Go on the record. Is this on the record or off? Off the record, off the record. Off the record. Oh, I don't know. What does anyone else think? What did everyone else take away from today? Don't be a zebra, My big takeaway is you won't give us a takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, your takeaway of today? Uh, my big takeaway is that AJ acts like he hasn't seen stuff on the internet, and then he's already seen it and has to act like he doesn't. Which one? What am I, what did I miss? The, Tell el- me. the elephant. Elephant. Right off I know back. Nick Nick came Nick, Nick sent me a link during the show. I saw it while we were on the show, on the program, so I know the elephant. We watched you live watch it. Mm-hmm. What's going on up in Michigan? What happened in Michigan? Do you know? Jim Harbaugh? No, not him doing the farm walk or whatever. Uh, The other thing. What happened? What else is going on? You You sent it into the group. I thought you sent it into the group. Unfortunately, I mean, this is not a bit that I'm doing. I'm not exactly aware of what may be going on. I've been a little bit. My feet's been inundated with AB. Like, AB's been in my timeline a lot lately. You acted like you didn't see it. It's on your mind. But the the thing about it was – Something just happened with the Michigan coach. Yeah, Barry yeah. Weiss or something like that. It wasn't that? you that oh. sent it in. You you did react to it though. Oh, that the Michigan coach, yeah, not Harbaugh, but the other coach. He's on he's suspended, right? What did you do? I don't know. What that sounds do? like a very serious thing. That, very that's gonna come out to be a very serious computer thing. Computer what, what something with computers. I don't know. Computer I have no access. idea. I think they yeah, they, hmm. on a university computer. Yeah, you don't want to ever jump to conclusions, but what in the thing it said there were multiple unmarked cars that showed up at his house, which Typically, immediately, I'm just thinking like oh, the Alphabet Boys, child porn. Yeah, just stop by. Yeah. Yep. Oh no. Hopefully, that's not it. Again, that's jumping to conclusions. Say allegedly. Allegedly, but that is how it read. Yeah, for sure. But he's, he's suspended. They haven't fired him yet, correct? Yeah. So, and it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. That was crazy. I, I was hope I was shoot asking because I thought you knew more about it, and I thought you were maybe Nick was the one sending it. Who sent it in? Somebody sent it into the group. Yeah, I don't. That was the first I saw it. In the group? Yeah. Me too. Who said? I saw it in there, but I did not send it. It might have been Gumps. It was super. It was like the way it read, I was like, I don't want to read it, but this sounds, exactly. this sounds yeah. not good at all or whatever. Yeah. Hate that shit. Me too. Don't think that's indicative on the program up there. No. Right? I don't think so. No. If it is, allegedly, whatever it is. No. But that's creep. That's weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. Let's move past it. We'll we'll keep everybody updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronkowski said um, was on Up and Adams promoting the kick of destiny. Yep, and also being a part of the FanDuel family. And it's exciting to have guys like Gronk and Adam Vinatieri be a part of the FanDuel group. And obviously, I can't wait to see him make the kick of destiny and ten million dollars in free bets mm-hmm. be given out to a bunch of people. Whoa, that's what they're saying. Did you hear that? A lot of money, yeah. Ten million plus the to get the Super Bowl commercial too. That's what five six million or something, least. probably sixteen million. Then to we better have it, better have it teed up, ready to gronk to live? kick right away. Because what's going to be thirty sixty seconds? They said it's live. Yeah, I don't know. Thirty seconds wow. is they sell thirty second time slots. I believe so. I yeah, so, but Bud Light and everybody else they buy like they buy yeah, yeah three two, minutes two worth of three minutes. Yeah, it's awesome. I enjoy the Super Bowl commercial. So live, I think he's doing a kick, and if he makes it. $10 million in free bets, plus the $6 million, whatever they're paying or whatever the price is. Mm-hmm. That'll be announced in the next couple of weeks, how much money they're charging everybody. Uh, Fox has it, Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart. Yep. Nice. So that's probably like a $20 million investment altogether for yeah, the Super Bowl. For sure. About. Good luck out there. Let's make the kick. Go get him. Let's make the kick, Gronk. He's got but, Vinny in his corner. He'll make it. Yeah, Vinatieri's going to coach him through it. He's just going to say, be an athlete. Put the ball through the fucking uprights. Okay, $10 million on the line. Let's go ahead. Live, though. Is this the first time a Super Bowl commercial has ever been done live? 
from what I can remember, yeah. I want to know how it works. Like, when, is it right before kickoff? Like, when are they running it? I don't know. So, like, the Thunderdome here, obviously. That was halftime. We got both. It's before the game. Is it before the game? That's what I heard. Okay, so we got two different internet sources here because at our last office we had experienced either spikes or drops in our internet. So we're like, we're going to get two different internets. And we got like the biggest that you could possibly get in the area that we live. Multiple thousand up, thousand down. There is times, yeah, no big deal, where it does not work at all. Right. Okay. You pay for Mm -hmm. it. A live commercial is a... Awesome roll of the dice. Oh, yeah. A lot you know, of moving parts. That's, that's an awesome thing. I mean, we, we will just drop off the air out of nowhere for what reason? Oh, well, this thing didn't connect to the thing. Can we make sure we fix it? Of course. Of course. And then it happens like three months later, and it's like, what happened? Well, the thing wasn't really talking to the thing. We changed the thing, and now the whole thing should be good. We should be good to go. That's just not how it works with technology and everything, mm-hmm. you know? It's the best of all time. It's the, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. You know, it is. It can show up there. So doing a live Super Bowl commercial is awesome. I think that is an incredible concept. And I, it's going to work perfectly, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to work. It better. Because if it doesn't, boy, that is a lot of money you're wasting. Still great pub, though. Even if it doesn't, if it's a disaster, great pub for FanDuel. I think so. you got to make the kick. You have to make the kick. He's Rob Gronkowski. He'll make, make the it. kick. Yeah, he's the most less thinking, was more athletic guy of all time. Uh, I think it's a short one. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think it should be good. should yeah. be no problem. I saw him working with Vinny in that video. He was banging it. Yeah. Uh, but he, he put on a tee? Well, I think it's probably just a holder. Oh, I don't know. Well, could he put a puck? Give him a puck like a high scorer. Well, if we learned anything from the WWE, too, when the, when the big moment's on there, he's not scared. He's just going to fucking rip it. Hell, yeah. He'll, he'll just jump, let it go. He'll That's jump right in. Yep. Absolutely, yep. he will. He's going to make it. But he was on Up and Adams because he's part of the FanDuel crew. Uh, Up and Adams on FanDuel TV, channel 602. Uh, FanDuel TV, formerly TVG. He said uh, he reacted to what Aaron said yesterday. Why are you thinking MVP? It should be Super Bowls. You should never be thinking MVPs, and I understand exactly where Gronk is coming from, and a lot of people took this away. I would like to apologize to Aaron, though, because I said you still got it physically, and he answered that question like speaking as how he thought his level of play was, Mm -hmm. like where he was able to still play because he is 30 fucking nine years old. Mm -hmm. In this past season, I asked him, like, hey, you feeling healthy? I actually said, you feel good. That was that I, and he bang rolls into an entire thing. I still think I could play MVP football. So I feel bad about that, but that has become a narrative out of today. And uh, they're right. He, that's why he would come back and play, though, is for more Super Bowls, I think. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, you do a little bit more digging. He said, like, maybe like two minutes before that, like, if you can't win the whole thing, there's no fucking reason to come back. So, yep. like, yeah, he cares about winning the Super Bowl. There was a lot of the running with the MVP talk yep. and the, the whole thing. Dan Patrick had uh, Dan Patrick show who I got nothing but love for had somebody on. They said something about Aaron and something, and then some of their listeners were tweeting that you know he only comes on this show because he doesn't face the horror questions or whatever. And it's like I feel like we ask about everything. Bro. Oh yeah, it's all in our phrasing, I guess. Great Is that, questions. I, I feel like we do. We yeah. you asked him, you AJ, who's like Aaron's type. Would you play somewhere else? You're a Packer through and through. You're the one that brought up him potentially playing somewhere else. Like when you said it, I was like, "Oh, good journalist." Like that's a, I didn't know how we were going to get to it, but you asking it was like so much better for all parties because of who you are in relation to him. And the answer he gave was a very transparent one. 
But it was like, I feel like we do talk about everything. I'm sorry we don't just say, like, Aaron, a lot of people think you're a fucking asshole. With that being yeah. said, <laughs> do you fucking hate LaFleur? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just there's different ways yeah. to go about having a conversation with maybe the best person in his position of all time at a sport. You know, I just think that's an interesting thing, personally. No, I mean, no matter what, though, people will, and I understand it, like, they're going to want us to ask what they think they would have asked in the moment. So I get it. I've watched other people do interviews. I'm like, well, you got to ask them this or whatever, but I'm not going to go online and rant about it. Oh, I've never done that. I don't. I always go like, oh, could have been cool to hear about. There's some great conversationals, uh, conversationalists, though, out there. Absolutely. That's the best interview yeah. style, I think, personally. Yeah. I think we get a lot of good answers out there. you got to listen to the whole thing, though. Like, yesterday was an hour and some. Yeah, yeah. an hour and 15 minutes. minutes. That'd be a lot of work. But we do put the clips out, though. So it's partially our fault, too, because some people only see one clip and not maybe another clip, and they don't listen to the whole thing. Because it's very evident a lot of people that are talking about it this morning literally didn't see the clip that got tweeted out 90 seconds before the MVP clip. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even watch a clip. If you put a, a headline oh, yeah. over the clip, responding to the headline without watching the video. So, I mean, that's the world we live yes. in. Bingo. It is what it is. That's me. It is what it is. Yeah. Until it ain't. It ain't, it ain't what it ain't. Right. And it ain't what it ain't. Damn right. You know what it is, though? What's hmm. that? Time to try to give away some money from hey. this company. Come on, bud Let's go. Who has been titled one of the hey, greatest thanks, athletes walking? Great energy today, Connor. Now he's, he's getting motivation from Boston Connor. What? Well, I had to because he shit on me earlier. And although Darius wasn't able to win any money in the last hour, mm -hmm. it feels like this is the hour in which he will win. Why? Because he has the same game parlay tonight that's going to fucking hit Ooh, on FanDuel right. as well. That's Darius, right. what do we got tonight? Jabberant, 25. Easy. Jared Allen, eight boards. What? Easy. Darius Garland, no Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. Ooh. 20 points. What? Jaron Jackson Jr., which that's why Connor's pissed at me because he wanted me to put 15 points. Yeah. I went with the eight boards instead because I was a little scared. He plays about 20, 20 something minutes. I'm scared of those points. So, Jaron Jackson Jr., eight boards. Darius Garland, 20 points. Jared Allen, eight boards. And Job Morant, 25 points. Did Four legs. Did. Did they pick you up from today and just put you? Yeah, what on the it? hell? No, it's a run back. How'd that happen? You look awesome. You look e so cool. Even huh? the hood like strings are the same. Yeah. yeah. If, if we flip work? the hat around, it'll be the same. How did oh! That oh! We know him. We know him. <laughs> if we were to do the little minor details, it would be the W of the Wilsons on the other side. If we were to do the what's the difference in yep. this photo? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, that would have been that would have been the last one probably. For, ah, probably first one because it had a thing. Those bar games. Hey, that's hitting tonight. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. I Thank sure you, hope. Go. I sure hope Let's he gets a rebound. Actually, that's hitting only if. Oh. Yeah. Only if 15 people Mindy win five hundred dollars because Darius can drain. First one. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time today, Darius Butler will attempt to drain. A ball First one. into a bucket. Shit. Hello, beautiful people. It is Winter Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Already. Before we get out of here, it is. Time is flying when you're having fun, huh? It really Amen. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of having fun, 15 people will have a lot more fun. $500 more fun. Whoa. If Darius Butler can make this shot into that basketball hoop right over there. 15 people will retweet this tweet, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply. Win a... Five. Damn it. First try. Oh, fuck. Same rules apply for this next attempt with the footballs. 
He will have an option to put a ball into any hole in the dome. Ooh. And... Ooh. Oh! Off would have counted off the wall. Yeah. Would have counted. There, there it is. Nope. Ooh, Spinning right. it. Oh! Oh! Would have counted count the it. Box too? Absolutely. Darius Don't worry about it. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. Oh! oh. Motherfucker. It's a putts. That's crazy. There are five balls waiting to be putted on this putting green. If Darius can go one <laughs> of five. Here we go. Ten people will win $500. All you got to do is retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put your cash <clears> tag <throat> in there so that we can pay you officially on Cash App. Not only will ten people win $500, also the same game parlay will hit tonight. One. Bang. 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 Easy as that. Ten people will win $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Darius Brothers steps up for the people. Way to go, D-Bot. Your second parlay will hit tonight as well because that's good vibes that we need. Some more good vibes. Around the NFL. Matt Canada will be returning as the offense coordinator for the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers. Yes. Yes. Lawton, who we love, the Pittsburgh Steelers spokesperson, and we uh, send nothing but positive vibes and love to you, Bert, yep. is reporting that Matt Canada will return <clears> as the Steelers <throat> offense coordinator. So con- congrats on a continuity, all Pittsburgh. Thank you, Steelers. We will now go to uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Tone Diggs, for his immediate reaction upon learning of this news being official. Not a playoff team. I'll address it uh, when the playoffs are over. Not a bad play. That's what I've been doing all week about the Colts. <laughs> Smart move. Not a playoff team for the reason. Uh, he's the reason. Oh! 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 He's not the only injury that feels that way. A lot of people think the offense is boring and stale. What? Elementary. What? What are we doing? We got a lot of weapons and we don't look that great. But what Matt Canada is saying, towards the end of the year, we looked a lot better than we did at the beginning. Let us keep building uh-huh. on the jet sweeps. Let us keep building on the same look, same yep. plays oh, every yeah. single sure. time. I love it. I'm thankful that Steelers choose continuity over anything else. Yeah. And one year from now, we'll be judging this decision, won't we, AJ? Yeah, possibly the Steelers in the Super Bowl, maybe, with Matt Canada at the Amen. helm as the offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, because it's not they, just in Canada where they see Matt Canada. No, that's right. And they say, hey. Hey, exactly. he's a pretty good play caller, pal. Right here in America, they say, there's a couple things that motherfucker's done that have good. A lot of things he's done bad. Let's get rid of the bad. Let's keep the good. Exactly. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Positive. Bucks got to the Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich. Boom. Bruce Aarons was still there, I think. Yep. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans. But you're right. All right, Matt Canna, congrats. Let's go. Go get him, Matt. And Matt Canna, who's about to spend his entire life in his office, away from his family, those are the fans that you're trying to. You know, please <laughs> really went over. That's right. yep. It's not hard. Just do better. A win-win situation. Amen. Tony. Not hard. Just That's do what I'm just, It's not hard. Just, just do better, dude. Not asking for a lot. We do see a lot of offenses that seem to be a lot more creative than all the offenses that stink. Yes. There is a blueprint out there. It appears. Yeah. Where you can get creative and set up leverage and get people wide open because of play design and maybe even buy your quarterback a little bit more time. We've learned it this year on In the Trenches, everything DB and everything else we've been doing. And a lot of fans have seen the same thing whenever they watch other teams play and then they watch your team play. We have the most boring football team in the fucking league. What are we doing? Oh, we also stink. Okay, that's no fun. Why aren't we doing what the good teams are doing? They're having more fun. Mm -hmm. They have more creativity. And they're better than us. Hmm. Why don't we do that? Matt Cannon said, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. 
No, yeah. Sure. True. One season with Kenny Pickett here. Let me fucking start True. adding different yeah. elements onto this. Yeah, thing. I was I was gonna be positive, and then there was a certain offensive lineman that looks like Brian Dayball that watches all the film and every single play and said, "I don't know what the fuck this guy is doing." All right, that would be Albie Quay well, Shipley. Bang ring is who he's talking about. That is not on the record. I believe that was off the record. It was. <laughs> off the record. So we'll have to ask him the next time he's Still on. Still true record. though. We will see you all tomorrow. You all are the best. Tomorrow will be another Thursday without football. Yep. But it will be a good three, three and a half hours of bullshit on this particular program. Darius will be here. Chuck will be here. AJ will be here. Right, AJ? can be here tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I'm here. More giveaways, more life, more laughs. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.